out of pocket. If you want to be a, a wise guy, you can do it anyway. If you want to be a strong man, you can do it anyway. If you want to be an Indian chief, cowboy, you can do it anyway. You can do it in the moment. again at in your head wrestling radio is my boy anthony obastai is all excited here in the chat room i am the internet icon the pride of the pilgrims the most honest man in all the podcasting land handsome jackie jones and we are here to do the show boom that's right in your head the Valentine's Day special. Actually, Valentine's Day will be uh, next week. So we got one more week. Super chat tonight or Venmo Hediverse. And you will get a Valentine's Day card from Jackie Jones himself. That's right. A personalized Valentine's Day card for helping out in your head. That's right. You'll also be helping out the site to cover all these costs. It's expensive to uh, do all the uh, video and stuff nowadays. So help out if you can. You can also join the Hediverse. And if you can't do that, I understand. But you can do it. It's completely free. Just hit that like button. Oh, yeah. I know you boys and girls out there. Boom. Get the finger working. And finger bang in your head. That's right. Hit that like button. Boom. Damn. Intra taking a pre-show nervous poop. No, Intra is uh is too sleepy for uh the last three days, so he cannot, he is not here. All right, but I am here to talk about the rass and lots of stuff going on in the wrestling world. Uh, but if you want to be my Greg Valentine's freaking Venmo Hedy Burst or uh super chat. And uh, I will send you a Valentine's Day card for St. Valentine's Day. Coast LPA, I'm not sure who you are, but it's uh, good to see you. Jonathan Jackson! 
God, he hit the like button. Boom. Yeah, that's right. Like it up, boys and girls and children of all ages. So uh, dynamite tonight. I, I thought this was an awesome dynamite. Um, Started super strong and ended super strong. Uh, a couple things in the middle. I had issues. The only real thing I had a real big issue with is the uh, announcement. And what makes it even more frustrating to me is you have this awesome show. And instead of like people saying, oh, shit, that hangman uh, swerve match, that was great. Or, oh, shit, Sting won the tag belt. And then the beatdown, all this stuff. You'd be like, people are going to be like, man, what a dumbass announcement. Oh, Coast LPA is here all the time. Just using an undercover name. All right. So I don't know who Coast LPA is. I was talking about Stream Deck and Philodo last week. That's right. Uh, Coast LPA is a big fan of Philodo. Going to make some uh, baklava. All right. Going to make uh, some spinach pie. Get up the field of dough. So anyway, I'll, I'll let me talk about this announcement first. And it makes it just what frustrates me because I want to just talk about how much I like the show. But I know people are going to be all online saying what a dumbass announcement. And it was. And Tony Khan only has himself to blame. And one folk, he was like, it's the announcement's totally cool because you don't want to give away, you know, uh, Sasha Banks, blah, blah, blah. Look, no one forces Tony Khan to go on social media every week and say, I have a big announcement. And he's done this multiple times to the point where it's a running joke that his announcements are stupid. He's they people were on him on this even before. The announcements were stupid so that he would have stuff like uh, I've got a big announcement. And a lot of times it would be big, like, OK, we're going to Wembley. Um, and then some people questionably will be questioned, like, uh, is it was it a big announcement when you brought in Keith Lee? It really was at the time because he did have momentum on him. Those announcements I have no problem with. And there were other stuff that was big. But then they, you know, people. Oh, because people will find anything to pick on AEW or or anything on the Internet in general. But then he did have a string of announcements that's, that weren't announcements. You don't need to advertise an announcement that tickets were on sale for the next Wembley. That wasn't a great announcement. And so it's a running joke. His announcements are dumb. So you have to have that in your mind. Oh, all right, guys, I get it. I can't make an announcement unless we have something worthy of an announcement. I'm not saying not to go on the show and say tickets are on. He could have done exactly what he did. Without advertising beforehand, you have a big announcement. If you advertise beforehand that you have a big announcement, you have to have an announcement. You can't say tune in because there's a big announcement, and the announcement is basically there'll be an announcement in, in weeks. That sucks. So the announcement was that tickets are going on sale to a show in Boston. That you can't advertise that ahead of time as an announcement. Our announcement is we're gonna have tickets on sale for a dynamite. And we can't if he can't say, Wow, our big announcement is we signed Sasha Banks and uh she's gonna debut at Boston. I get that. 
then what you do, you don't advertise, you have an announcement. You control the show. You don't have to go out and be like, I got a big announcement. And my announcement is, we have a big announcement in a few weeks, so go buy tickets. That stinks. Now, if you don't announce any of that, and you just come on the show and like, hey, we got a big show in Boston, and you can hit around what that means, totally fine. That's totally fine. That's 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 promoting. That's uh, you want people in the seats so they can you can get a great reaction when Sasha Banks comes up. Totally fine. But don't go in advance talking about a big announcement of an announcement. Especially when you're already known for making dumb announcements. Now you're feeding in to people that already don't like you and are finding reasons to trash you online and make you look stupid. Not and it, You're making yourself look stupid. I want AEW to do well and prosper. So you have a great show. But you mar it up with this dumb announcement, and I know that's what most people will be talking about. Instead of like, oh shit, did you watch your show? So Tony Khan, stay just stay off social media. It doesn't do you any good. You either get upset about nonsense that you shouldn't care about, or you make announcements about announcements, and you look like a goof. I'm not anti-Tony Khan, but I'm anti-Tony Khan and social media. So stay off the social media. All that being said, dumb announcements. It's a lot better than uh, other activity from former owners of other companies. We'll say. Uh, Swerve. So we opened the show with the big match. Swerve Strickland versus Hangman Page. And I've been saying for the uh, last couple months, don't fight the audience. Get behind Hangman. Uh, well, you can get behind him too, but get behind Swerve. This is uh, the guy the crowd has chosen organically. They really want to see this guy uh, as the top guy. They love him, him and Nana. gets He comes out, looks like a superstar, gets superstar reaction. He has the it factor. Nana adds to it. A good, uh, you know, he he helps. You got, you know, you've got the no nonsense swerve. You got a little the, you know, the sizzle with Nana. It works. The crowd loves the dancing spots. I love the dancing spots. So don't fight the crowd. I kept saying, and it seemed like they were going to, but tonight we had the great double turn. The old, uh, you know, they did different. You know, I was going to say Austin Hitman, the double swerve people always talk about, but they did the same thing here. We actually saw the heel hangman straight up heel, and I think we had the straight up baby face swerve. Great, great match. These guys bring the best out of each other. Not only has this feud made swerve, cemented swerve as a superstar, to me, a guy to build the whole company around your future, you know, main guy. It's also redeemed hangman. I was pretty much done with hangman. Uh, you know, after world champs, kind of a dud. The world champion run was a dud. 
I haven't really cared much about him. And then Hangman, you know, with the work shoot, uh, well, swear with the work shoot on Hangman about the guy who, you know, he's he's just uh, an emo dude and he doesn't really bring in all this stuff. And then uh, it, he, it, this whole feud really brought it out of Hangman. He uh, deserves a lot of credit himself because it takes two, you know, to put on such a, a great, these great matches in a feud. He's got the heel mustache. Uh, yeah, crowd super hot. Some uh, some really uh, hard bumps outside the ring and flips and whatnot. I know some people are anti-flips. Uh, I'm not. Uh, there was um, lots of uh, reversals, a lot of near uh, finishes. I have a lot of notes here, but basically just a great match. Uh, by the end, the Hangman's really getting booed when the fans think he's going to win. We had this as awesome chance. Um, for people, I think a lot of times they say like, there's no psychology in these modern matches. And I don't think that's true. We had a lot of stuff built around, uh, swear hurting his ankle. So he did the, uh, the stop, which hurt his ankle, which, um, led into really the rest of the match. Uh, we had, uh, some outside the ring stuff. I think he did the, he did the dead eye on, um, hangman to the table. Uh, Swerve misses the stomp after he'd already hurt the ankle. Hangman does the buckshot Larry. Swerve reverses that into his finisher. It's a great series of moves. And then a slight delay on the pin because of the hurt ankle, which resulted in one second away from the pin, and it goes time limit draw. And this was the time to use it. And then this was great because fans are, bull are bullshit. They, you know, they wanted Swerve to win. I wanted Swerve to win. And Swerve's like, you know, five more minutes. And you just assume Hangman's going to be, hell yeah, five more minutes. But Hangman, with a great heel line, he's like, no, Swerve, you had to beat me to get the title shot. And you did, which means it's over for you. It's the end of the line for you. And I was like, fuck, that is a... That is a that is a dastardly heel. Even though he's technically right, he doesn't need to beat Swerve. Swerve need to beat him because uh, Hangman's the number one contender, I believe, or however it works. But either way, this was this was good stuff. Uh, the ref comes out, and uh, no, it's Tony Schiavone. He's like, you know, they made a decision. Uh, it's gonna be the three way match at the pay per view. So that that that's cool. Uh, you're going in. This really works because you have Joe is Joe is a heel, but not necessarily like a hated heel. He'll get cheers depending on the crowd. Hangman is a straight up heel now. Then you have Swear that the crowd is um, organically behind, and he's going to be the underdog because it's you know you got the two heels basically. So uh, this is this is well booked. They also are doing a really good job. I remember last year they. A big problem in AEW was they would wait like a week before the uh, the pay per views to announce a lot of the matches. I remember the the show after Wembley, like you didn't know, and I don't think you knew anything going into the show until that week. Even Wembley, they didn't announce a lot of the matches, and that was their huge show. So I think they took that uh, into consideration, and they've been doing a better job with that. And we already have some uh, big matches for the pay per view next month. So we've got uh, Swerve and Hangman and Joe in the three-way. We've Tony Storm and um, 
I forget the new, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Diana, Diana Prazzo and um, Sting and uh, Darby, I guess will now be defending the tag belts against the Young Bucks and Sting's retirement match. So right there, you have three, you know, marquee matches that I'm looking forward to. And I think, uh, you know, most people are, who you know, follow the product. So uh, great opening. Uh, no, um, no ads during that. So right from there, though, I think it's a mistake to put this match right on after. Not so much Tony Storm, because I think Tony Storm's a hot act in the company. Very entertaining. Always been a Tony Storm fan, uh, but always was kind of lacking in the charisma and um, personality, probably. And then once she um, got the timeless character, uh, one of the one of the most entertaining people. And uh, Lexar says Nana's over too. I mean, I literally mentioned that that Prince Nana is a big part of it. So, yeah, Nana is very over. Uh, and Nana doing the dance to help uh, to help swer swerve up, which was pretty cool. Um, so yeah, Tony Storm's great. Uh, Diana's got the crowd behind her. I haven't seen enough of her to know if I'm a big fan or not, but. To have Tony Storm versus Red Velvet after that last match, I was like, Red Velvet. And then they go, they announce that Deanna's, you know, going to be facing Tony Storm for the belt at the pay-per-view. And then you have Tony Storm not defending this title, but it's an eliminator match. So Fred Velvet wins and she gets a, it's a very convoluted and it's just like, we know Red Velvet. Like, come on. So you think you're, this whole match is about building Diana and Tony Storm, and no one in the world thinks Red Velvet's going to win. So it's just like, this should really just be like a squash. And the Red Velvet character is complete cringe. Complete cringe. Uh, it's terrible. Uh, red velvet she comes out with a bib and she's uh or an apron she comes out an apron and she's mixing you know imaginary batter and she's from the kitchen fucking horrendous this sucks this is like uh like an early 90s wwe like jobber gimmick when they used to give like the job guys some gimmicks when you had like um tl hopper and uh and um the goon and stuff this is like something they would give okay we got this other job or she's a baker and you know she's the bacon lady she makes cakes like that's not a gimmick for for a wrestler it stinks so she's a good looking girl she's athletic she has personality she has a confidence not, not great wrestler but i think it's mostly because she's very green she might be fine my take her off TV. Um, uh, they don't really have developmental, but have a wrestling on dark or they don't have dark anymore. Rhett wrestling on ring of honor, maybe um, get some seasoning and uh, repackage her under something. Even the red velvet name's not bad, but just repackage her completely. She can't be the, the wrestling baker from the kitchen with the invisible batter and, and an apron. It sucks. Completely sucks. So get rid of that whole, that whole character, that whole character, leave her off TV for a while till she's uh, more seasoned and bring her back. And people will hopefully will forget about being from the kitchen 
and invisible batter. It's horrendous. People say, well, Jackie Jones, what about Tony Storm? Is that believable? Is it entertaining? I don't care if it's believable. Is it entertaining? Yes. Is the wrestling Baker entertaining? No. So this match was better than expected, and the crowd didn't completely die, which I expected this would be like the death match. Um, but uh, still, it was not a good thing to put on after the last one. But they did a good job in, in building towards Tony and um, Deanna for the pay-per-view. Uh, the good crowd here, though, too. is uh, They showed the crowd a lot because it, it was uh, pretty packed and very uh, noisy, very loud. Red velvet gonna stir it up. It stinks so bad. Mighty Lakes are straight from interest kitchen. Yeah, I'm a I'm a big Tony Storm fan. Uh Blackpool Combat Club versus uh three lucha guys who I uh, tried to get the names, but I don't know. Hessian Hessianero, Mascara, something or other, and Volder Jr., Volador Jr. Match was great. I'm a huge fan of the Blackpool Combat Club. I'm not against luchadors. These guys look really impressive. AW is really, in my opinion, ruined um, any chance of luchadors in the company really being anything because they always lose. Never, ever win a match of any consequence. They never win. Never win. So these guys, the outsider guys coming in, you know, they don't win. Um, Hessianero, you know, lost. Um, Pentagon always loses. Always, he's always in match, big matches, always loses. Ray Phoenix only won that one time because uh, Moxie got hurt in the match. Otherwise, he always loses. Commander, very impressive guy, never, ever wins. Comes out, you automatically, oh, it's a mascot. They're just a job, dude. Um, yeah. Now, I guess uh, Mitten doesn't like AEW. I thought tonight's show was awesome, actually. Um, but uh, Mitten, I found he only likes gay jokes. That's the only thing he likes. So if there's not heavy gay jokes, he's not a fan. But uh, this show is great. I mean, Swerve and Hangman was awesome. Blackpool Combat Club, great. But again, uh, would it kill you to put on a uh, a video promoting uh, these? Who Let us know for someone like me and probably most people watching. I have no idea who these Luchador guys are. That doesn't mean they're not good or you can't get something out of them. It just means I'm not familiar with them. I'm, er I'm ignorant to who they are. Ignorance not necessarily a bad word. I don't know who they are. And you can't. I just assume your whole crowd knows everything, everyone who wrestles in the entire world for every promotion that exists. So I don't watch CMLL, barely even know that it's a company besides the name. I've never seen a CMLL show in my life. Uh, is that my fault? Do I have to follow promotions of, the sh of other sh pro programs I'm not even watching? That doesn't seem like it's my fault. I shouldn't have to know everything to watch the promotion I like. So show a two-minute or a one-minute video with some highlights of these guys. Tell me who they are. 
not it's not hard. It's only been done for the last 70 years since wrestling, probably 100 years since uh, wrestling existed. When a new person would come to a territory, they would explain to you who they are. Every time I watched televised wrestling since I was a kid, when someone new would come in, you know what? They show, they show vignettes building them up. And some of the times the vignettes were better than the wrestlers themselves. And it got me excited. Oh, fuck. I'm finally going to see Outback Jack. Now, Outback Jack, he sucked. But they built him up so much in the vignettes. I was kind of excited. Razor Ramon. Some of the best vignettes ever filmed. Mr. Perfect. We remember to this day his vignettes. And both of them ended up being great. And as soon as they debuted, they were over, and we knew who they were because they explained to that, explained who they were in vignettes. Now you could say, "Oh, well, Jackie Jones, why are you going to show vignettes? These guys that are coming one time." Okay, maybe not a vignette. Show a little video package saying, "Hey, this is Booty Bar, Habana. This is Sabanago Himascada, and uh, he's awesome. He does the the 380 into into the pile driver, and this guy." Uh, El Salvador Jr. He can do, you know, he can walk on water and, and do a, a plancha, you know, into a off a building. Cool, show that they do all this stuff. Awesome. Now I'm excited. I'll see him. I remember when um Ric Flair when he was wrestling in Japan was uh he lost the belt for a little while and then he went over to Japan and wrestled. They showed they showed a video of the guy who's wrestling. So I knew who he was. They didn't just assume everyone watched everybody in the world. So just show me what they are. So we end the big announcement, which sucked. Now, will it end up being good? Probably. I'm a, I'm a big fan of Sasha Banks. I think uh, something they've been clearly working on is a women's division. Which is a good thing. I'm I'm a fan of uh, women's wrestling. When it's I'm good. I'm a fan of good wrestling, men or women. And so you brought in Deanna's really good. Rise of Tony Storm. Um, I hope you bring back Britt Baker, arguably the most over woman in the company at one point, maybe the most over wrestler in the company. But you bring in Sasha Banks. That's a, a legit, you know, top star. It'll bring interest. She has a big following. Uh, do it in Boston. You're going to get the hometown reaction. So uh, that's all good. But you can't promote that you have an announcement. Your announcement is you have tickets to a show in Boston. We went over it early, so I'm not going to keep saying it. Uh, Jericho versus Takeshita. This was fun. I'm glad to see the fans back into Jericho. Uh, Jericho did the big dive with uh, Takeshita's mask on, but I legit don't think he could see through it, which was kind of funny. But also maybe dangerous. Almost could have died or whatever. Uh, this is a good match. I'm a fan of Jericho's and Takeshita. Takeshita was a guy who had a lot of um, momentum. And then he was off TV for a while, which I didn't quite understand because I think this is uh, another future, you know, top guy in AEW. You know, either top guy or, you know, close to it. Um, definitely a guy you could... You could have in main events. Great all-around wrestler. Uh, big for an Asian guy. Has a has a great look. He's younger. He's not like some of the Asian guys they bring in who are you know like eighty years old. So uh, Don Callis is the man. So much heel heat. One of my favorite managers. Uh, so this was really good. So 
you um so they uh you hit him with the screw John Callis hits him with the screwdriver and um Takeshita puts uh Jer- well, I think Jer- Jericho had him in the uh in the uh walls Jericho Don Callis throws the chair in the ref sees the chair takes that out that gives Don time to jump in stab Jericho with the screwdriver uh Takeshita puts on the crab on Jericho they do the old school one two which is good they do this because they do this in the in Joe matches and that's usually how he wins and then they go to the third. Jericho does the old school, gets a hand up, which does get a pop from the crowd. And um, Takesha then pulls him in, and uh, Jericho taps out. So uh, really good match. Then we get uh, the big uh, absolutely. This is what I need to get get trending on Twitter. Everyone tag Ricky Starks and Big Bill absolutely and also mentioned that jackie jones of iowa wrestling came up with the name absolutely you take absolute ricky stark's name you add in bill absolutely this is the this is the name that you should use for this team it'll take them from like these guys or something to hot damn these are a main event tag team up there with lod Rock and Roll Express, the Midnight Express, the British Bulldogs, the Heart Foundation, the Hardy Boys, the Dudley Boys, Edgar Christian, APA, New Age Outlaws, maybe even up there with the with uh, the Highlanders. You know who knows? Absolutely, that is the name they need. So, uh, defending the titles versus Sting and Darby Allen for years on this very show. And if you call me a liar, go back and listen to every episode since Sting came in. And I said, I, why not put a belt on Sting before he retires? So he has a title in AEW. I love it. People say, well, why don't you put the world title? No, I'm not a dumbass. You don't put the world title on Sting, but you have two sets of trios belts. You can put that on. Back when Punk was around, I thought that would work. Um, or put some other ma- uh, face-painted dude in there. Or you maybe with, with Copeland, you could have threw him in there. Where the hell is Adam Copeland? Or you could uh, put it, the tag belts on him. And that's what we did. So we had a great match. I always get a, a big smile on my face watching Sting wrestle. I am kind of sad. He's, it'll be coming to an end. But what a send-off for Sting. Way better than if he would have uh, retired after that last run in WWE. Uh, some, I honestly, it's one of my, it's, I won't say it's his best run because I mean, his early nineties, late eighties, WCW stuff, tremendous matches with flair and Vader and, and uh, Regal and cactus Jack. I'm not an imbecile. And then the crow, um, in the, in their nitro, you know, the, the year of that. You know, people that, that's like an immortal run. People always remember that. But it's probably right under those for me. Not probably it is. It's right under those for me. Uh probably better than his than after the first crow run. You know, after that it really went nowhere. But this is up there with um uh, one of my favorite runs of Sting. I always I get a kick out of it. 
uh, they don't make him look like an asshole and make him get beat up and you just cry and like, man, this is great. Here's my hero getting his, looking like an old man. No, it's fun. It's good stuff. They treat him like a legend. He clearly enjoyed himself doing some crazy ass shit. It's awesome. So we had uh sting and Darby win the tag belts. And I was like, hell yeah, let's do it. I love it. And then Sting's kids are out in there. And then you have the dastardly Young Bucks run in. Old school in white suits. All white suits to beat Sting and his dastardly little bastards. And Darby on with a bat. Blood is spewing everywhere all over the white suits. Very old school wearing all white when you're getting the blood. It's a great image. You're up there with the white suits and all blood uh, spattered in blood. This was good stuff. And then it's so, <clears throat> I assume now, at the pay-per-view, Sting's retirement match, not just his retirement match, they're going to be defending the belts versus the Young Bucks. And I really question what will happen. Because if you have Sting win his retirement match, normally I would say yes. But do you have Sting win the retirement match and then what, retire as tag champ? Why I get I don't know. You have the young bucks beat them. Uh it'll re- it well I know going in we're going to have people who and they the uh, company is really uh playing off people's perceived notions online that the young bucks have uh po- politically got themselves politic politicalized themselves into uh into uh into this retirement match. And, uh, you know, they're like these uh, Machiavellian uh, masterminds, these evil overlords who have used the company to bury, you know, FTR, who have won the belts, you know, multiple, multiple times. And uh, and now to 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 get Sting's retirement match. And now they'll, not only that, they'll beat Sting's retirement match and they'll take the tag belt. So I fully, uh, per, I think Darby and Sting actually beat the Young Bucks. but. I'm looking forward to it. So a great show, in my opinion, unfortunately marred by the dumb announcement, but you had some really good stuff. And you did a good job building towards a pay-per-view. The first two matches, especially even um, Deanna and uh, Tony Storm, I think is a match people are looking forward to. So yeah, we've got a, uh, we got Samoa Joe, Hangman, Swerve for the AW title. We've got Young Bucks versus Darby and Sting and Sting's retirement match for the tag belts. And uh, Tony Storm versus Deanna Pratsu for the women's. Uh, she though, Yeah, she's a women's title. So, yeah, good show. Really good show. So, uh, yeah, I would recommend uh, checking this one out. And I'm looking forward to the ball. I'm going to get tickets to Boston. I enjoy going to Boston anyway. Uh, Last time I went, it was a really packed show. Really fun. I might have to. Last time we almost missed the bus back. I went with my brother. And I was like, we could probably walk back instead of taking the T, which is a subway. But uh, it was, you know, I have to realize my brother doesn't walk 10 miles a day. 
So it's a, it was a little, we were right. We almost missed the bus back. And then we would have to wait till uh, six 30 in the morning. So um, if we both go, maybe we'll have to leave a little early or just take the T and the subway, which will be quicker instead of walking. Um, or I'll go and maybe Lexar be all pumped for this. I may just stay the night after the show, head on over to the casino. Because I, the last time I didn't, and I actually heard that I always think the AEW guys are going to go to the casino, and I've not seen them here. But from what I understand, the last time they were. So the one time I didn't go, they they probably knew, like, Jackie Jones ain't here. Now it's time to get going because he ain't going to take all the luck away and win all the money. Now we got to shop. All right. Retire looking at the lights like a true veteran. That's, that's what I like about this because that's what I think most people think. But uh, I don't. I don't know. So uh, Hans is that? No, I mean, all I talked about is AEW right now, but we will talk about this right now. Any thoughts or updates on Brock Lesnar or is it speculation at this point? Well, I think, I think um, they don't, they, they don't want to be, a, uh, they being uh, uh, WWE and uh, is it TKO or T what is the freaking big company TKO? Um, they don't want to be associated with anyone around Vince. Rightfully so. And anyone who argues, I find very bizarre. I mean, like, do you think that's a good thing? Like, hey, I, you know, it really looks good for a company to be a, to be associated with this guy that's um, being investigated for sex trafficking. His employees of our company. And then he hired, you know, legally uh, someone just to travel around and be his uh, uh, for sex. And then used NDA money illegally from the company, used company money without anyone's knowledge to uh, to shut this person up. Like, obviously looks bad. Being a very under a big understatement. Then you've got Brock, who's uh, involved in this. Not he's not named in the lawsuit. The lawsuit, though, is against the company itself. It's against WWE, John Laurinaitis, and Vince McMahon. And Brock is named in the in the uh, files where they had the woman was, you know, coerced to send video of her urinating to Brock and then it's insinuated that the use of her sexually would be part of the reason for Brock to resign. So would I want my company associated with that? Hell no. So the idea that like, Oh, let's get him off this game and not use him. I mean, it makes complete sense. Will he ever be back is the big question. I mean, to me, it doesn't even. I think there's more important things than if I'll see Brock Lesnar wrestling. Again. But um, I almost want to say no. All right. So I'm not I'm not dumb. I realize if, if someone can make the company a lot of money. The chances of them coming back. But we do live in a in a 
in a different world today. And I don't say that as a negative. I think it's a good thing that people are held accountable for criminal activities. So that's why I want to say something about the whole McMahon thing, because I've seen people, the same people who for years, I, I will see, we'll talk about like everyone in Hollywood is Harvey Weinstein level where they're all, you know, everyone's this like big nebulous, um, evil, evil worshiping, satanic, whatever, evil worshiping, uh, person uses their power and fame and money to manipulate, uh, young people looking, you know, either for a job or fame or whatever, manipulate them for their sexual desires. Usually, you know, something very like they're depraved sexual desires and all these things. And obviously that's horrible, of course. But people, I see people think everyone, everyone associated with Hollywood is like that. And then we see someone who really is in reality, not just like, I think this person, uh, now Harvey Weinstein definitely was and it's other people. And so not this idea that just everyone, a blanket, like everyone involved in movies is this. We see someone who really is just like that. A man, a guy, a rich, an older rich man, doesn't matter if he's old, a rich guy with uh, using his money and his power to manipulate and coerce, you know, a young woman who's uh, not in the best place to, uh, to do his bidding. And then it's, it, it you know, it keeps evolving to, into more uh, depraved things. So we see actuality of something I've seen these same people, you know, rally against. And then those same people, not everyone, but I, a lot of the same people, then they're like, ah, it's fine. It, you know, Vince McMahon gave us George Animal Steel and he should be allowed, you know, allowed to do that. It's totally fine. It's like, what the fuck? So hopefully, um, in my opinion, hopefully he gets his just due, Vince McMahon. And this isn't just a um, monetary case and this becomes a criminal uh, case. That's my opinion. And boy, uh, John Laurinaitis was quick to uh, to turn rat on uh, on Vince. Just right away, he's just like, boom, I'm going to tell all. I even saw it today earlier in a sworn affidavit. I should grab this somewhere. He did he he admitted that that the company knew about um God, what is her name? I think I saved this somewhere. Ashley Massaro. So Ashley Massaro during the uh, one of the tribute to the troops said that she was um, drugged overseas by I think the military, some someone in the military, and she had claimed this, and then the company said it didn't happen. But John Laurinaitis has now admitted that they knew about it and like told her like, don't let one uh, one bad instance like ruin the good stuff they're doing. But I was like, wow, he's just, he's just going to be singing everything. I guess John Laurinaitis and, you know, John Laurinaitis was saying he's a victim in this. He, you know, Vince McMahon made, made him have sex with this young woman whenever he wanted to, whenever John wanted to, which, uh, that, 
I mean, obviously, I think that's preposterous, but it does. You know, he's basically saying the stuff in in the everything that she's saying is true. Then you know, maybe he he's innocent, in it, but he's not denying that she was forced to do this stuff. He's just saying he forced me too. And this was something that I agreed with. Um, and I, I'm going to give. Uh, I'm, I want to give uh, proper credit to Jim Cornette. Sometimes I, uh, I'm not um, a big fan of his on the show. So last week I'd mentioned his take on the uh, the first video he put out about this. He's joking around, and I thought it was very uh, odd. But I will say this in his defense: I listened to his take after I read everything about it. That uh, Jim Cornette had just seen like the, the headlines basically and started making jokes, which looking back, um, I understand all that. And then he did, he did a fall. He's done follow-up, um, talks about it. And I think that, that good, good for him. Cause he realized that like, Oh, like I shouldn't, uh, just come out and, you know, joke about this after he actually read the details. So, uh, so kudos to Cornette. I forget what I was going to say, though. There's something about Cornette said that I was going to give him credit for. But I give him credit for uh, for changing his tune. Not necessarily changing his tune. It, once he read everything, um, you know, coming out and saying what he thought. So uh, the question, though, Brock Lesnar, do, do I see him coming back? I don't know. Um... So there's two things here. Just as a fan, I don't really care if he would come back. I've really been tired of Brock Lesnar just coming back every once a year and winning the belt or whatever. I don't. I used to be a big fan. I don't really. I've kind of just got bored of his matches stuff. And just as a human being, like if he's tied in this, I would rather. I, I would rather a company just say no. Yeah, he maybe you can make us money, but I, we'd rather not be associated with that. So. Um, TKO. That's what I said. Thank you, Jonathan. J uh, Jack's uh, Mitten. Liberals afraid of Brock when he had nothing to do with Vince. That's right. Um, does this include Triple H? That is a good question, John Reddy. And I think we really need to know more. Because if he was aware, there are a lot of people who think uh, Triple H will be a guy they, they do cut from the company. And as a fan, like, do I like what he's doing? I like it better, but I still don't think the show's honestly that much, not that great. But uh, just as a person stuff, as a human being, if uh if he did know about it and helped either covered it up or didn't do anything about it, yeah, I mean that's another guy. It it's that's a weird one. We'll, we'll have to see. But if he is in, I don't think he's involved. Like you know, doing anything with it. But if you knew about all this stuff and you actually didn't do anything about it, because part of the the um, lawsuit was she said they were going to investigate it and no one ever contacted her from WWE. So it is possible that like the WWE really didn't look into this. I mean, Vince was back on the show after the first lawsuit came out. Uh, I think they're going to purge all the old guard from WWE in the next few months, guilty or not. They'll want a clean break. I agree. 
And it's hard for me to think there's different levels of uh, guilt, obviously, but I would think from what I, and just reading what was going on, like a lot of these people would have had to have known on some level. Now, did they know like the levels that things were happening? Maybe not. And hopefully not. Cause that's a, uh, that's a hard thing for me to get over just as to even want to watch your show. If I'm watching a sh the WWE product and like, air, like the whole company, like everyone who's like putting the show together, like knew like all the levels of this. And they were just like, yeah, whatever. Uh, Michael P.S. Hayes would never par participate in such a thing. I will say his name's never brought up. So uh, maybe he is, and I don't know. But again, he would have to, I would think everyone would have to know on some level. Uh, that shit don't play on Bad Street. Bad Street, Atlanta, GA. Oh, baddest street in the whole USA. Yeah, I can't say this was a great take on anything from Kevin Nash. Um, almost like he didn't really know. I I didn't think that was a good take, to be honest. Honestly, I think. Just the just the text alone are are bad enough. Like you just read those and like, oh well. And then you take into consideration all the other accusations, all the other NDAs. This one was for what three million. One of them was for seven and a half million, and it was like in the nineties, early two thousands. So if it was over twice as much as this one, which at for the time it was probably like. I don't know. I don't know. I'd have to probably like, let's just say it's probably like 12 or 15 million in today's money. Imagine like what the hell happened there? Cause right away when the NDA numbers were coming out, I had said like, there's no way this is just for like affairs because I can't imagine Vince would care that much. If someone just knew he was having sex with like young, hot women. But if they knew he was doing like, you know, horrible things, that, that that's completely different. Um, the idea, which I know in 2022, I mentioned this last week, they made it that um, NDAs for like sex crimes aren't, uh, they won't hold up in court. It's like, why would, did they ever? Like, you shouldn't be able to like, hey, sign this. Um, that you can't talk about this crime I committed on you. Like that should never have been a, been a thing. Like, um, turn coat, Laurenitis. Yeah. Two things that will real do really well in prison. Uh, someone who's, uh, there for sex crimes and for being a rat. That is two things that, that, uh, other criminals really, uh, hold in high regards. Cody did it for The Rock. All right, let's talk about The Rock stuff for a minute. Uh, first of all, The Rock Rock versus uh, Roman's been built for years. That was really the, the point of the head of the table was to build eventually to The Rock match. They tried to do it for the last few years. It never happened. Um, Co if, you took, if you take what Co the Cody stuff at face value, it's pretty lame that he would win the Royal Rumble and he'd be like, oh, you know, let, let the rock 
and instead I'm going to go for this belt that was made six months ago because my dad, you know, never won that either because because he was retired and dead when the title came about. Like, really? He never had that belt that didn't exist when he was a wrestler? Wow. Uh, so that's, like, super, super lame. But I think this is clearly just all a big angle. And we're going to get Cody in the match somehow. Does that mean we're going to have a three-way? Cody, Rock, Roman, possibly. Maybe we have Cody wrestling both nights. Maybe he wrestles Seth one night. Then he wrestles the winner of Rock, Roman the next night. Or I can't imagine you don't have Rock in it either because you can't advertise the Rock to people and then the Rock's not there. Now, what exactly happens, I'm not sure. But to me, it's clear it's an angle working towards Cody I'll probably winning the title from, uh, from Roman. Now, if you do the three-way, it can... My initial idea of that is it does dilute both storylines. But the more I thought about it, you're, you're actually getting all the storylines together. You're getting uh, Cody's finishing the story. You get Rock and Roman with the head of the table. You also get this new storyline of We Want Cody. So you get the culmination of all these things. You also... When's the last time Rock wrestled? Like seven years ago, I want to say. And he like ripped every every muscle in his body and had multiple surgeries. It's not going to be easier for him this time. It'll be even harder. So the idea of him doing a singles match, like a 40-minute singles match, is probably going to either not be pretty or it's going to completely kill himself. So if you do the three-way, you can get away. The Rock can get away more with just doing Rock stuff doing his signature moves, not have to take a bazillion bumps. Because you have you can have Cody doing that. Um, so it could be a good way to save Rock's body, uh, culminate all the feuds, all the storylines, I'm just the feuds, all storylines, and still get make everyone happy. People want to see The Rock. People want to see Cody. And to see Cody, you know, win the belt. So that's my prediction. And I think it's clear they're leading. I don't know if it's going to be a three-way, but I think it's clear they're leading to uh, not just Rock and Roman and Cody not involved. I think it's clear it's working that way. They had, um, they handed out signs on Raw that said, hashtag, we want Cody. And I'm going to say all this stuff's smart to me because I think this is something that Triple H has been doing uh, because it wasn't, stuff that was when Vince was there is you can't make fans today think the matches are real. That That is so long gone. And no matter what old timers will tell you, no one in the world. Okay. Maybe, maybe there'll be someone in the world. Hey, look at this guy lives in, you know, this, this uh, shack in the Hills, Jack, he believes it. But 99.9% .9 of your audience are never going to believe the matches are real. But what do they what do they believe? What do they even get into? And also another thing, somebody will tell me, well, not everyone reads the, the internet. That's true, but way more people do today than did. And those people can affect the audience. 
There's no doubt about that. That's why Cody got a giant reaction initially because people knew that he left AEW and he had reinvented himself in Japan and uh, AEW. If anyone who wants to argue with me that, I will say they're completely wrong because the last time you saw Cody Rhodes, he was Stardust. So there's no way the fans are like, fuck yes, Stardust has returned. They knew the, the backstory and enough of the crowd knew that backstory where they had the big pop and that becomes infectious where the rest of the crowd, they hear the other people popping. They also cheer him. And then eventually he wins them over anyway. So if you have enough people in the crowd that are going to either boo or cheer for something that's outside of what we see on TV, that affects the rest of the audience. So what I'm saying is if not everyone watching the show, uh, no think has this all oh, rocks uh, the out, uh, he's only part time or blah 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 but if you have enough people who are in the crowd who know all this stuff and they they turn on the rock that's going to affect the other people and the other people and the rest of the crowd will also turn on so to feed on that you work you work the smart fan so for instance the punk stuff is was it's clear now for months i read that i and i listened dave Meltzer would say this and I, and all the news sites were saying this people on my message board was or facebook were saying this on our group wwe has said they have no interest in cm punk there's no they're not bringing them in no interest that was a clear clearly a lie how how would they have known that did they just make it up now, that's possible, but probably not. I wouldn't think everyone would just make this up out of the blue. WWE leaked out fake information to these websites. They called, hey, Dave, it's uh, Billy Bob. And, uh, yeah, oh, no, my source is here. You know, I was I overheard him saying, blah, blah, blah. No interest. Oh, really? Okay. Then they just run with it. And, um and I think they've been leaking fake information about this rock and Cody stuff that it's like, Oh, rock, you know, he wants in, you know, he wants to blah, 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 whatever. Then that's totally fine. Cause you're working the audience that they normally can't be worked. And we are going to eventually, which gets everyone else. Like we want Cody. They've kind of created their own, you know, Daniel Bryan uh, moment here. And uh, and I think we're gonna work towards uh, we're we're gonna see Cody in the main event. How they get there, that's part of the story, and I don't want to know the whole story. Watch it and find out. But uh, that's what they're working towards. When I was filling out my heady ballot, I was looking at the current WWE roster, and I was surprised to see Shane and Stephanie still listed. Oh yeah, I didn't, I didn't realize they're still listed there either. That's interesting. A lot of um, speculation about uh, Stephanie and Shane. Now, I, I don't know. I think it's pretty clear that Stephanie, if you look when she would leave, was not happy, you know, being in the company with her dad. And I said that at the time. I mean, none of us knew exactly why, but um, the Shane stuff, I don't know. But they're saying like they're, they did have like some kind of like they don't really talk and stuff. And could it be related to this? I don't know. So that would be to me, that stuff's 
it would be just speculation because we don't have text between them or anything like that. Cody did it for the cock. Johnny Ace did it for the rock. And Miss Baba. Yeah. Man. What do you think, Johnny? Well, I don't know. Johnny Ace, he... He slept his way to the top, I guess. Ace... Ace didn't ant the deuce. I'm not sure what that means. Uh, seems like Mr. McMahon is a real personality in the straight lace announce. Oh, yeah, completely. It is weird to go back and... I mean, it was weird at the time. I'll be honest. I, I always thought the kiss my ass stuff like... Okay, people can say, you know, wrestling... It's like acting. You're a character. Of course. I get, I get that. But at the same time... You're still a, an, a, a, you know, a man, a grown man or a woman. Who you're a grown person, and you've got to kneel down. And your boss, even if he's quote unquote in character, is you know has his bare ass, and you know you've got to kiss his actual ass on TV and in front of a live audience with kids and stuff. That's clearly humiliating. No matter if it's you know in character, it's still your actual lips. And uh, that was always weird, but now it's even more. I mean, I've always, I've said this for years on the show. He clearly gets off on, uh, or got off on um, humiliating people and forcing people to do stuff they didn't want to do. So this stuff fits right in there. And I, I, I do see a lot of people saying, oh, I'm not surprised. And I think you'd have to be surprised to the levels of this. Are you surprised that he was, Having affairs? Absolutely not. Are you surprised he was like coercing people? I mean, maybe not, but to these levels, yeah, of course. And if not, like, what's that say about you? You're like, oh, I just assumed, you know, Vince was, you know, raping women and shitting on them. It's like, oh, you you thought that? Like, the hell? Why would you think that? What the hell's wrong with you? Uh, maybe when Cornette said, how would an 80 year old man victimize a 60 year old new Japan? I'm not sure what that means, but, uh, kind of sucks that the guy that broke the streak likes to watch streaming content, but yeah, I mean, if he just likes to watch that in his own, do whatever you want to do, but, uh, Julie D, did you know that Jesus Christ is your personal Lord and Savior? God is a great God. All right. What is it? Uh, whoop, 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 whoop. Uh, uh, Dead Dreams, last title run. Not sure what that means either. I'm not listening to Nash's take on the lawsuit against Vince, but I read a headline saying that Nash said Vince would die in prison if convicted. I agree with that. I, I do. Um, yeah, I mean, he's uh, he's up there. Um, I don't know if he'd even make it to, like, I don't know. I hate to say this stuff on uh, YouTube, but if I was going to jail for that kind of stuff, like 
I probably would like, I think I'd rather just take myself out. <laughs> you know, you know what I'm saying? Um, Rock was gassed after the brief thing with Jinder Mahal. Um, I would not, I would not say this, Vic, just because this guy's like a completely dedicated machine. So this is a big reason why he didn't do the match the last few years is because he won he he won't half-ass anything, and he won to get into ring shape. And ring shape, he knows what it takes to get into ring shape. So he's probably in uh, in training right now to get the cardio up. So could he have done a match right then? Probably not. But by the time Mania runs around, I would fully assume he's ready to to do whatever they're going to have him do. But I do think it's been years since the last match. I really think it, I, I predict a three-way, but I, I would bet money it's going to end up Cody is in it somehow. Uh, that chick only stooge Vince out after he quit paying her. No, not exactly. Um, They're probably going to avoid the phrase three-way for a while. I didn't even think of that, John. That's a good point. Uh, does not surprise me that Nash is not railing against Vince until the lawsuit plays out. Um, defending his buddy Triple H's response. Uh, that that Triple H response was really rotten. Um, I don't care if you like Triple H or not. The, I mean, that response came off really poor, and I haven't heard really anyone think otherwise. I agree. I, I would rather see uh, Rock and Roman, but I, I I think it's clear they're working towards uh, Cody in this. Uh, Jackson wants to see Baron Corbin versus Reigns. I believe that is the last man who pinned Baron Corbin or pinned Roman Reigns. Vince McMahon is Rasslin's Patrick Bateman. Yes. Yeah, I think he's like Harvey Weinstein. Uh, Johnny Ace was in New Japan. Oh, okay. Uh, da, 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 da. Takes a lot of steroids to get you into ring shape. Actually, that that's incorrect. Um, to get into ring shape, he really needs to do the cardio, not just get jacked. In fact, getting super jacked will probably work against him getting into ring shape. Uh, pushing in the pokey. Dang. I give Piper a lot of credit for refusing to kiss my ass club and taking the stink face. Yeah, I agree. And it, I mean, come on. Isn't that, I mean, it was weird anyway, but now you're like, what the fuck is happening? Fully kissed that ass though. Oh, Ace didn't want the deuce. What about Domino? All right. So, uh, I'm going to go over these questions. If anyone, um, I'm not going to do a super long show tonight, but I do thank everyone for coming. If you want a video in, here is, uh, here is the uh, link. I'm going to get over these questions here. We're going to answer the questions. Feel free to send in questions throughout the show. I'll answer them. And if you would like to help uh, cover the cost of the show, 
and also get your name in the thanks. I'm going to be redoing the thanks for the new year. Uh, super chat or Venmo Hediverse. Everyone who super chats or Venmos will get a Valentine's Day card from Jackie Chung. And also fill out the Hediverse ballot. My man, my pal, my buddy, my amigo, my compadre, Jonathan Jackson, the good man. He actually made out a real ballot for us. So you can go right here and boom, fill this out. And let us know what your picks for the best of the year. Absolutely. That reminds me. I actually made that. I made a t-shirt design for absolutely. Let me go. Let me go grab this. It's from Mike Bessler. I well, not from Mike. I sent it to Mike Bessler. So I'm going to go grab it. I don't want to give Mike Bessler credit. He didn't make this shit. I made it. I made the absolutely shirt. Like, if you just tuned in late, you're like, what the hell is he talking about? Absolutely. You have absolute Ricky Starks. You have Big Bill. They need a tag team name. I'm a big proponent of tag teams having a tag team name, not just here's Big Bill and this other guy. So... I made a tag, a tag team name absolutely, and I made the T-shirt design, which I'm gonna pop up here momentarily, for absolutely. Absolutely, boom. Look at that shirt. Absolutely. Damn. I would go, I'd put that up, but Jason Mitten, he would, uh, he'd narc me out. He'd turn Johnny Ace in a second. He'd be like, he'd be calling up AEW. He's like, quick, give me the cops. This uh, Jackie Jones. This absolutely shirt, but god damn, that's a money shirt. Absolutely, all the kids would want that. What's up, mighty mighty? Let it all hang out. He's the mighty Alexa. Mighty mighty. What's hey, up? Guys. We'll go. He filled out the bouts. He will not get banned. Good man. Lexar, are you going to fill yours out or are you going to get banned? I already filled out. Good man. I appreciate it. Now we wait until the headies. Yeah, we got to wait for Intra to wake up. Yeah, he's, uh, I think he's convalescing because of uh, the whole Scott Demore situation. I think he's just the. Uh, Oh, he's been fired. Scott Demo been fired from TNA. Yeah, but he, the intro was sleeping yesterday. That's why we didn't show you. I'm too tired. I've been sleeping. 
But yeah, so Lexar, TNA did what I didn't think was possible. They got people talking about the show for the first time in like a decade or more. When we first started in your head, there was a buzz around TNA. Then it freaking just died. And it was just like this desolate wasteland that no one ever like, hey, did you watch? No one, no one in the world would be like, did you watch TNA? You just like, you do, ah, good one. And you slap your knee and laugh. And then this last year, it actually has a, a positive buzz. People are liking it. For the first time in forever, they had like a sold out show. They were getting a, uh, you know, they're signing like big names. People, I even wanted to watch it. And then they fire the guy who did this all for TNA. And then all their big stars, they Jordan Grace, Moose, they're like, he's the, Jordan's like, he's the heart and soul of TNA. Moose said, if without, without him, there's no Moose. I'm, I'm leaving, I'm out of here. I think. They finally got a buzz. I thought it was impossible. They did the impossible. And then being TNA with the other, like, we have to fuck this up some way. Let's fire the man responsible for this and the man that all our talent like. And apparently they lied to the talent. They had like a, uh, they had like a meeting and lied to him and said that uh, Scott DeMore quit when they fired him. And then, like, they wouldn't let anyone answer questions. I'm like, what the hell's wrong with this company? You couldn't do something like that on purpose. Crazy. I can't believe it. That's too bad, though. I was actually wanting to watch it. I see all this stuff and people praising it. I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. Maybe it's because Jordan Grace entered the Royal Rumble. Maybe that's yeah, why. How how would that be bad? You'd be like, we got a we got buzz from the biggest wrestling company in the world. That would be a positive, not a negative. Mickey James was also in it uh, last year. I don't know. Uh, I actually agree with this. I like the idea of the Continental Crown where it's all three titles because that's less titles instead of more titles. But it is odd to defend it. The only way I guess it makes sense is if whoever has it, it's just then up for grabs in the in the tournament every year. But I don't I don't know. I think it's better just it's got, to me it should be like King of the Ring. Where I didn't really like it when someone won King of the Ring and they would defend the crown. But you just, it's like a, you win that and now you're the king for the year. You win the Continental Classic and you're the Triple Crown Champion for the year. Because I, I did actually like it. I, I went in thinking I wouldn't like it, but I thought it made, it was really good TV. I liked the storytelling in the matches. Yeah, though, that, that's too bad. All right. Let's go. Oh, you got anything on your mind, Lexar, besides uh, 
Scott Demore. Team Canada. Ludite is a is a member of Team Canada. Yeah. Interesting. Well, I've been uh about over a week without cable. What happened? Did you stop paying your bill? No, my mom decided to like uh, become like a Stephen Butler, get a cable internet and phone. But now they fixed a line outside of this building here on my apartment. Well, not my apartment, my mom's. Anyway, anyway, and it interfered with the cable. So now I couldn't get any cable. So now I have to like uh, probably change TVs into like, because they gave like a, a, a small cable box, like, it's not a brand new box. It's just like a small converter box. Yeah, but it's like cable. But you had to switch it to from. It doesn't work on a, a old school television. It had to be on plasmas. So my mom says, oh, "Why don't you just switch it with mine? I'll give you my plasma." And I said, "No, I don't want to." And I, I don't know. I don't know. I probably might have to switch TVs now. Is it get a new uh, school? At the yeah, using like summer. an old tube TV, like entry uses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it works with the, it works with my uh, PlayStation Two and VCR. I'm not sure with these plasmas if it works with my VCR and PS Two. The VCR will be really. I mean, it's bad quality. It'll be really bad quality on a widescreen. It'll mm. work. It'll work, I think. I think it'll just be bad quality. Yeah, imagine playing WCW backstage of Soul, WCW Mayhem on the, <laughs> on the plasma. I just yeah, I don't know. It, it'll look weird. Jonathan oh, Jackson, end of an era. Lexar loses his CRTV. Mm-hmm. Well, you could couldn't you just keep that TV to play your video games and your VCR, and then just get? I can't. I had. How did I switch? I did call like the cable company three times, and they said, "Oh, the service is just bad." They they said we just did the service, and all you need to do is like hook up that thing with the plasma TV or something. I'm not sure. I mean, could you just keep that TV, but also get another TV for the cable? Well, do you I have, have to a get computer because I just well it works. I do have a computer. I do have a computer, and so I use that for my wrestling here on Peacock. Watching, uh, I did watch. Uh, I didn't watch completely like no wrestling at all. I did watch like old school classics, like uh, classic Nitros, uh, classic uh, Thunders. I watch an old school Wars War from 1993. I watch uh, one from 2001. I watch a couple Clash of the Champions with Ricky Steamboat, Ric Flair, and uh, the Shock the Shockmaster debut. Um, what what else? I watch WrestleMania Nine. I watch NXT Vengeance Day, um, where uh, where Carmelo Hayes turned on Trick Williams and. I want to know if you rank that as one of as one of the uh, best friends turning on each other in wrestling. I'll be honest; I've never seen either guy 
Well, come he he was on SmackDown. I know on SmackDown. I saw him, I think I saw him in the Rumble. Yeah, I think so. Well, he he was on SmackDown a couple weeks ago. He, even yeah, I even SmackDown in years. Huh? He, even in the United States Championship tournament, he like competed in two matches. So was it good? Did you like it? It was great. I did watch SmackDown though, but I had to watch it in my mom's room. <laughs> and she and she was watching one of those telenovelas. So did, but so did you like curl up next to her like when you were a kid and like you know sleep? No, keep you no. I ate dinner. I had like a desk, and that she uses, but like she clears a couple of things off, and I put my food on the table mm -hmm. on that little desk. With my little can of soda, and I watched uh, SmackDown. And yeah, when she, and so when it goes to come like up, little cans of soda, you sit in like a high chair. No, 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 it's one of those big chairs she has. So I told her, and I told her, if, if it goes to commercial or if, if it's a match I don't like, you could like change it to the novella. Man, poor mom. Well, she went to watch some football, Imas. She doesn't watch football. She's like, turn it to Sabado Gigante. Oh, that show's been canceled since over a decade now. Oh, man. Coast LPA wants to know, do you drink out of a sippy cup? No, I, I, I drank out of a... I, I forgot to, like, take out the WWE, uh, one of those big souvenir cups. Uh, so I was late in doing that. So man, I had to take the little Mountain Dew can. Yeah, this is true, Gogo. Unless I missed them, surprised old Johnny Ace still married to Bella's mom. I believe she had cancer while Johnny Ace was cheating on her, allegedly. Yep. Yep, makes it all even worse. I think that Bella's put out some kind of statement. Garcia uh, twins now, they're called. I used to watch Super to Sabado before Triple A. Sabado Gigante! Oh, football, Imas. That's where you watch the old ECW, right? Exactly. It was Channel 27. Canal 27. Drinks so. out of a piss drug. Do you now ever that drink was out of a piss drug in honor of your old buddy? Now, that was Piss Drug McGee's gimmick. Yeah, you don't want to, don't do want to be a gimmick thief. No. Well, I hope you get your own TV so, so you and your mom can both watch your shows. You can watch a view and she can watch, you know, um, the V. What does she watch? Novellas. Exactly. She watches Spanish. Uh, she doesn't have cable in her room. So, and, and anyway, oh. uh, uh, this one time when she did have cable, she like uh, ordered like this all. Uh, yeah, this one time, but she she thinks uh, it's too many channels. It's the same thing they show on every time. They uh, it's the same shows, same movies, shows that she doesn't care for. But she has this one channel she watched, which is a all religious channel, and she watches churches from all all around the country, 
in her country and in other countries. She watches church in Portuguese and in Italian. And uh, you need to get the Lord. You need to find the Lord, Lexar. She already found it. You ever watch these with her? No. Start praying. No. She's becoming like a religious, like Mark, like her friend is. She got a best friend. Yeah. Is that what you when you go to church? You're just like, look at all these religious marks. No, it's like a religious mark. It's like like her best friend like goes to like all these church services around the around the area. I agree, John. He mentioned uh, calling yourself a victim when you're a name defended in sex, in these sex crimes, and it really is an insult to actual, you know, uh, victims. All right. Well. So yeah, I hope you get your own TV. Have you been? You can you still watch The View? Does she like to watch The View? She doesn't watch The View. Oh, man. even your mom doesn't. Even your mom's like you're. You know what does she call you when you're watching The View? Does she call you names or anything? No, I don't want. I don't even watch The View that much. You lie. It's too much left wing propaganda garbage they spew. Which I don't like, and I heard a rumor that ABC is trying to is canceling the View. Yeah, I saw it on well, Twitter I, that they're. I, I saw it on Twitter, they're they're canceling the View, but it is uh, some people point out, uh, oh, it's a fake report. They're not yeah, canceling I, the View. Yeah, I don't think it's true. Does she ever call you a uh, a uh, the Marquiata? Hmm. Marquita. Mariquita. I don't get it. I don't follow you there. Is this a Spanish word I looked up? Well, what does it mean? Uh, a sissy bird. Sissy bird. Yeah, for watching the video. Uh uh. <laughs> I think she. I think her best friend even called her that once. Really? Yeah. She yeah. Nice yeah. She. She just like insults people. Even even her friends. Like her best friend insults other people and other friends with Dang. like name calling and stuff. They're probably not religious folks. Oh, they are. They're religious too. They're part of a church group, but they're like, like. Insulting each other for no reason. Dang. Dang. So you've been, can you still watch your pornography? It's on a computer. <laughs> so you I don't, don't even watch. Into, well, you don't go into your mom's room and tell her to like nah. turn away the other direction. Yeah, let me watch Playboy channel. I don't even have Playboy channel. You wrap wrap up in a plastic. You don't wrap yourself up in a plastic bag in your mom's room. Is there still <laughs> Well, I hear that uh, Hefner doesn't have uh, uh, the Hefner family is completely. I know yeah. the Hefner family is completely stayed away from the Playboy channel. Now it's owned by a different company. Oh, I don't know. And I hear like uh, Hefner's ex-wife 
uh, Crystal Harris is like uh, completely. You can look like, up real pornography on the internet, you know. Crystal Harris like uh, said that he's not really in love. She's not really in love with Hefner. She was after his money, Whoa, and like, uh, and, and like, uh, and like the inside the Playboy Mansion. Inside the Playboy Mansion is like filthy. It's not kept clean by the staff. And like Dang. some of the animals, like they have, like, uh, like, not what very going cool. on in there? Bestiality. And there was oh, a document. There was a documentary of Playboy, uh, inside the secrets of Playboy, and uh, a play and Hefner is kind of like the Vince McMahon of the Playboy industry. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, I, I don't think they expensive. mean. Right I think Vince McMahon is getting some like uh, I think he saw the documentary and like do his uh, with his relationship working relationship with Playboy. He probably like got some of the ideas from that man. No, I don't what? think like Playboy was shitting on people's heads and stuff. Uh, I don't know. I'm pretty sure that's not in Playboy. Axner does freaky things too. Uh let's see here. Anything on your mind, Ludite? Well, I just want to say, I was in the hospital for two weeks. That's why I went away. But it was hard to, um, listen to wrestling content. Every time I would turn it on with a hard boots, they'd be talking about Vince McMahon shitting on somebody's head. And you're like, oh, God, can you please shut up? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You don't want, you don't want people walking in. I don't know what the hell she was saying. Explain it like, when I was in when, when I was in rehab, I remember watching um Raw and I was watching New Day and my nurse came in and she was a, a black woman and I remember just looking up and it was New Day like dancing around the ring and I just thought, what does she think I'm watching? I don't understand why each podcast knows they have to go over the details. Can't some of them just go, okay, we know you know it by now. If you don't know it, look it up yourself. When I would tell people there was a scandal in wrestling, I would never explain that. I'd just be like, look, I'm not going to tell you. Just go look it up. It's pretty good stuff, Steve. How are you feeling? Oh, I'm better. I you look big, better. I had a big infection. Big oh, man. Scary. And I didn't really expect to be not for the long But I'm home now. So yeah, it's good. better. Yeah, I see your, your paintings behind you, so I can see you're back home. So that's good. Yeah. I did not try it that night because it was my second night in an emergency. So I could buzz in without bothering anybody, but it didn't really work out. So Thank you, Golgo. He uh he's getting a a um end zone two cop uh we do have uh end zone two is coming out special edition VHS copies. So that's very cool. cool. You can only get those on the uh kicks. The Indiegogo. Yeah, I looked at something in your Auburn post. 
Yes, I'm making a, a short film, Arbor Day. I love too much movie guy speech in the comments about that. Okay, I didn't. I didn't go there yet. I well, yeah, I haven't you looked know, at it because I'm doing the show. So. If you want to use it, just it's still two more weeks ago. All right, okay. But if you want to use it, just use it. It's like movie guy, like it's okay. a movie. You know that guy? No. You know that guy that's in the, the commercials and the movie posters? If you see only one movie. The oh, okay. I see what you're saying. I see. Yeah, I love yeah. To, I love to teach like that. All right. I, I'll, I'll check that out after the show here. I didn't see it before. It, if you want to use it, it's for you. So just. All right. Well, thank it. you. I appreciate that. Good to see you back, Ludite. Johnny Cakes. Good to be back. Uh, do you believe the report that WWE and Rock being 100% beside behind Cody is true, or is this a case of them quickly changing the narrative? Uh, I I think this is all storyline. I said this earlier. I think it's all storyline leading up to Cody being in the match somehow. Um, kids today and their porn, they have such easy access. Back in the 90s, you watched scrambled Skinamax, the Spice Channel, and prayed the screen would unscramble for a while. And we had the waffles, which Yeah, now they're desensitized. It's like, fuck a nipple. Now they gotta watch, like, you know, like a, like, five on one and... Penetration. I was like, uh, stepdaughter stuff. Mm. I don't know. I just hear this. I, this is just stuff that, you know, uh, Intra tells me about. Mm. Interesting. Uh, glad you're feeling better, Johnny, from Davy Deadman's. Yeah, thanks, Dave. If my VHS copy of Enzo turns out to be a man shitting on a lawn, that would be pretty funny. Yeah, I'd. I do not uh, foresee that happening. That would be strange. All right. Uh, what's on your mind, Goosey? Um, I don't know if you discussed it, but uh, Scott Demore randomly getting fired from TNA was kind of surprising. Yeah, that sucks. We talked about it earlier. It's like that. I think he did what no one thought anyone could do, and that is get people like talking positively about TNA again yeah. for the first time in like over 10 years, I would say it went from total obscurity to like, it actually has a positive buzz. It actually had me wanting to watch it for the first time. And for as long as I can remember. And they're like, we have to fuck this up. Let's fire the guy responsible. And now like a lot of the rosters like upset and like, it seems like they want to leave. So they really screwed, screwed up what seemed to be like uh I'm not going to say the complete turnaround, but a definitely upswing in the promotion. And it, see, the reasoning is just like we want to go a separate way, and it's like that's not yeah, ca probable cause for I, firing the guy. When I first <laughs> thought, I was like, "Oh shit!" I want you know, since we I thought like there was some sort of sex abuse. Yeah, or that, that, <laughs> that's what every I was like, "Oh shit!" But then I was like trying to understand. I was like, "I don't even really understand what they're saying." It just seems like <laughs> stupid. They're like. 
almost seemed like he like people like him and not the company or something. It seemed really stupid. I mean, this guy's gotten to the point now where is it two Royal Rumbles in a row? The a champion from TNA yeah. was in the Royal fucking Rumble. Yeah, who would have something ever thought that, that is absolutely unheard of in pro wrestling? Yeah, and not just two... in it, but ha- you know, both times they carried the title with them, and yeah, they put I mean, WWE actually put it over. Yeah, like when has WWE ever like put over their semi competition? Yeah, no. <laughs> you know, you know, they're not affecting them. Yeah, Lexar thinks that would that would be a negative, but I was like, no, that's a huge positive. Not yeah, because they're they're not a threat to them TNA like they were in two thousand four or something. Yeah, I don't think they ever were a real threat. Yeah, they were never a real threat. But still, is. though, the 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 history of WWE, even things that really shouldn't be a threat, there have always been like really against, never showing them on TV and. Uh, usually going out of their way to screw with them, so it's it's very uh completely like, against WWE. This year, this, you can make the claim it's different person running it, but it wasn't last year. So. Oh, that's crazy shit when you think of it. Um, Scott is from also, my hometown. Dave Deadman says. I've noticed WWE has been bungling free agent signings left and right lately. Um, now the latest reports are Camille. The big blonde from NWA was yeah. actually a pretty good wrestler is now not going to WWE anymore and is going to AEW likely to sign with. And it's like, how are you like people think Okada's going to WWE? Uh not 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 a chance, guys. Yeah, and then um some of the other ones like um <laughs> They think uh, Okada's Switch gonna be except just being on NXT for like a year and a half. <laughs> Switchblade and um Oh, uh, Will Ospreay. And then I, I, you know, I see people in our group like, oh, these guys are nobodies. It doesn't matter. WWE doesn't need them. But that's really nearsighted. For one thing, WWE always needs new talent to continue. Although, you know, they always need new people. And this idea that they're nobodies, I mean, no one is known to the WWE audience until they are. I mean, mean, these guys are head. Headlining the second most attended wrestling event in fucking pro wrestling. The WWE fans are not known. Okay, but neither was Seth Rollins before he was, or CM Punk, or Daniel Bryan, or uh, no one is until they are. You know how you know exactly on the WWE show doesn't. It's not like on Raw they go check out ROH every Thursday night. Yeah. and we, you can no longer poach someone from AWA or the NWA or WCW or even ECW. It's like unless you're hiring guys like that are like sixty years old, or so. So <laughs> the fans might be, remember. Yeah, and then if you look at these last, this last like twelve years, all the top guys, almost all the top guys were former. You know what the people would say, indie darling. So you know, CM Punk, Daniel Bryan, uh, Finn Balor, uh, Seth Rollins. <laughs> like, just go through the whole roster. Because where else would they have come from? It's either that, or they were someone's relative, like Roman Reigns, or they were, you know, a like an internet per like Logan Paul. But you know, that's like just kind of like a an oddball thing. Like you can't you can't build your whole promotion around. 
people that are Logan Paul, you know, that, that are big internet people who happen to want to wrestle. Right. Uh, even Cody Rhodes, people will argue, it's like, well, why did, why did Cody Rhodes get a big contract when he came back and why did the crowd pop so big? It's because he left and reinvented himself in Japan and in AEW. Because his last appearance in WWE, who is Stardust. So it wasn't yeah. like the crowd was like, hell yeah, Stardust is back. And there's a reason they bring him back and brought him back at WrestleMania is because yeah. this isn't a WWE show in Wichita. It's that weekend, there's a lot of internet wrestling fans. And then other fans that see are a there. big reaction and they're like, oh, this is somebody. And then, yeah. you know, then it continues, which it's smart. Yeah. But you can't you can't act like just because someone's not in WWE they're nobody and then WWE shouldn't sign it because then who would they ever right. get? It makes no sense. And all these people they change their tune then. Then if they go to WWE then they're uh, Jade's a good example. I remember a lot of the same people who were saying she's total trash now saying she's like a superstar. And they're yeah. like, oh, really nothing has changed besides she's on a different uh, platform. Yeah, it's I not like she got fan. this huge pop at the Royal Rumble. A lot of people didn't know who she was. Yeah. Alex Alex Wright's still out there. It's true. <laughs> das Wunderkind. There we go. Das Wunderkind. Yeah, I can bring in Dusko. I heard he's running a wrestling school. I heard Alex Wright is running a wrestling school in uh Yeah, wherever, we had him school. on I don't know how long ago. It was a long time ago. He talked about the wrestling school. The right stuff. The right stuff, baby. I'm oh um. I mentioned people coming on the show since but I did. Uh, I've talked to uh, someone who I met at uh, New England Fan Fest. He's going to be coming on the show soon, and that is Chubby Dudley, one of the original Dudley boys from ECW. Chubby Dudley. Will be That's awesome. So that'll be fun. Welcome to Chubbyville. That's one of my college shows. Be cool to get like, uh, Spike Spike Dudley on. Yeah, he was on years ago, but it'd be fun to have him on the on the video show. Yeah, yeah we. Uh, I can't remember if it was a long interview or not when we had him on. Uh, Brian Matthew Clutter. I have been sorting through the Without Your Head archives, but can't find the interview with Sloth anywhere. Please advise. Chubby Checker. Actually, this is a trivia. Chubby Checker is the first person I saw in concert. And as I said that, that makes it seem like I'm like 100 years old or something. But I was I was a little kid and Chubby Checker was playing at the at the uh, town fair. Farnsville <laughs> County Fair. And I went and saw it. It was fun. That's cool. In my mind, he just kept singing uh, the twist over and over, but I don't know if that. He never really knew the second twist. Yeah, I don't think he. Had. I do. I do think he just kept singing the twist over and over. But I could. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he went out very interesting, but there was no like. There's something then, inside. I I found out not that long ago. He didn't even that. His uh, the twist is actually a cover. Someone else like yeah. wrote it. I thought it was for sure it was his. What? The original I don't know. 
I don't know. It's like it's like uh, hurt. You know, uh, people think uh, the man in black created hurt. Yeah, uh, that seems kind of sad, but Brian Matthews. Oh, we did that one. Dobbs wants to know what's up, Incher. Why aren't you here, bitch? Damn. He also has a question for Lexar. Um, anyone on the panel consider using a plastic bag like Lexar? Is that are you gonna start a new trend, Lexar, where all of us start jacking off in plastic bags? It should. It'd be uh... I'll share my gimmick with the Hediverse. <laughs> one, one of my many gimmicks. You don't want to get a gimmick bag from Lexar. <laughs> no. Not exactly what they call a booty bag. <laughs> Big Dick was always my favorite. I heard that about you, Gogo. Hmm. Uh, man, I watched original ECW in the 90s and do not remember Chubby Dudley. Maybe he was pre-95 ECW. Yeah, he was around. I mean, he didn't do a lot, but he was around. It'll be fun. Uh, what's the first? He We met him, uh, Vic. Remember Chubby Dudley? Oh, we yeah. Met him at, yeah. And we did an interview there with him. And uh, So anyway, he's going to come on the show for a regular interview. He does his own podcast, too, so he's fun. Anyone on the panel considered using a... Oh, we did that. I'm sorry. What's the first thing that comes to mind when you think about Cody Rhodes? Mm. Neck tattoo? Yep. And his theme song. That's not a good sign that we all have to take half hour to think about it. I think... Uh, finish my story. Damn. I think I wish Dustin would have had her on. I, I'm a big Dustin fan. The King of England has cancer. What are your favorite memories of his current reign as the king? <laughs> well, I'm sorry to hear that he has cancer. It's too bad. I don't care I was at the Prince Charles Theater. My movie actually played at the Prince Charles Theater when I was in London. And then I wondered yeah. if they were going to rename it the King Charles Theater, but apparently they did not. They, they Lexar, you have the greatest ability to ask the dumbest fucking. That was Dobbs, yeah. actually. Oh, it was Dobbs. Damn, Dobbs. Dobbs, you one up Lexar because that was the most pointless fucking question ever. This show you, ever you ever get the urge to poop an hour after you pooped already? <laughs> yeah, if I've got diarrhea. <laughs> right. Oh, I'm sorry. Someone else is on. The, I think someone else is here. I didn't see them. They're hidden down at the bottom here. Toronto Stevie. Oh, yeah. Raw report. Raw report. That's true, Gogo. No one had uh, King Charles in their in their uh, in their raw report. In the <laughs> you know who the winner of the death pool was last year? Boom! Death pool champion. Who did you predict was going to die? Uh, superstar year. Billy Graham. So, hell yeah, Superstar died so I could win. <laughs> Fuck yeah, you died. So I could win the All right, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. I know. I, I, my apologies to the Superstar Billy Graham family. 
Uh, adrenaline in my soul. That he sucked eggs. I I I have a Cody sucks eggs shirt out there for sale, Dave. I should get my shirts up on the website so people can see them easier. Stinking turncoat. There you go. No one had King Charles. We did that one. Sorry. All right. Toronto Stevie. Speaking of shirts, so my newest stuff, the Pioneers of Professional Wrestling. Those shirts are available. Now we got Martin Farmer Burns and Ed Stranger Lewis. Pretty rocking. So you can celebrate wrestlers from the turn of the century. And also, I'm a, I was gonna put this up, but I'm afraid Mitten will turn me in. Absolutely, T-shirt. That one's pretty sweet. I'm telling you, if they would use the name Absolutely, they would have never lost the tag belts. So if you want to get them back from Sting, I suggest you rename your team Absolutely. Steven, what's on your mind? I apologize for being for, for coming in so late, but um, well, slow news week, huh? <laughs> yeah, last two weeks, interest like nothing happening. I'm gonna go take a nap. <laughs> so, do you think? Um, well, just just in, I, I can't believe I've 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 listened to so much podcasting in the last um less than actually it's actually it's been less than a week, but. Um, I've heard so much speculation in the last few days. Oh, is this a work? Is this not a work? Did, did oh, and which, Cody? Uh, yeah, okay. on this whole I think thing. Really a work person. Um, yeah, I was like, wow, that would be a hell of a work. <laughs> like we're gonna make Vince into the ultimate heel. <laughs> but um, like, did Rocky? Did like, did Rocky? Um. Rocky's idea is his TKO's idea is um like so much. It's, I think it's, it has to be someone who has some wrestling knowledge. So I would think it would be Rock and Triple H. <laughs> but I I um I think it's clearly in a story, and we'll, we'll see it play out. That'll that will culminate in Rock and in Cody in the match somehow. But I think you have to have the rock there too, because you can't you can't advertise the rock to fans and then the rock's not in it either. I predict a three-way because then you you culminate all the storylines, the head of the table, the we want Cody, the finish the storyline, the finish my story. Also, you protect the rock from doing a singles match and the last time he did a singles match, he like ripped every muscle in his body. And uh, that was like seven years ago. Can he pull off like a main event mania caliber match one-on-one -on -one without really killing himself? If you have a three-way, you know, you, you can take some of that off of him, have him do his signature moves, have Cody take the big bumps. So do you think that's rocks? You talk about um, whose idea it was, do you think it would be rocks idea um, let's tease him with I'm gonna wrestle wrestle Roman at Mania and then bring Cody into the match somehow. Like 
Uh-oh. Yeah, I think. Well, I think I like I said. I think it's probably him and Triple H, maybe even Cody. But I think it would have to be someone with wrestling knowledge to know how the wrestling fans would react. I don't mm-hmm. think like TKO would really know any like. And they've wanted to do the Rock match for years, so it's not like this is just something out of the blue. Like, oh, because that's really why they started the the head of the table stuff. And they tried to do it the last, like at least two or three WrestleManias and they just never were able to do it. And then I remember this year, everyone was saying, um, you know, a few months ago, the, uh, they thought it was a, you know, rock was finally going to do it. And then the, because it was still the strike and then the strike end and like, Oh, now we might, we probably won't get it. It seems like people forgot that for some reason, but I mean, we have been talking about that match happening. For, for a long time well um anyway it, it actually piques my interest about um this this press conference whether it was a work or not to be with i think it's clearly is a now it is now because they're handing out signs and stuff at raw which i'm fine with i you know I, i'm not against wrestling as a work so that's fine and if you can find a way to work the smart audience like i said earlier no one believes wrestling is real but you can make you can make them believe like the outside stuff is real. Like, you know, rocks really trying to get in this or whatever. And, and it's working. People are, are into this. Mm-hmm. They want to see Cody win. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised. I give him all the credit. I, I really thought uh, by now the crowd would have turned on him like they did in AEW, but I mean, they're really behind the guys. Mm-hmm. Well, they, be forever uh, i wouldn't have thought this long so i don't know who knows mm-hmm. usually once the once the good guy does win the belt then the crowd does turn on but we'll see <laughs> well yeah even if cody does win the belt um i, I i've been thinking all along he's, he's probably gonna have a, a rain like dusty like you know he's not gonna be champion for very long otherwise yeah exactly the crowd's usually, gonna Except, well, WWE does have long reigns. That was more of a Vince. Vince is one of the only people, I think, that would always have the, the good guy have the belt for a long time. And his dad. Usually in the other in other promotions is always like a long heel champion. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It seems like he's a guy that works better chasing the title. But I mean, you could always tell a different story him defending it. But you, right now, the story is him winning the belt. So you have to. It is the story that captivating him defending it. I don't know. Maybe it will be. You know, he's a good promo guy, so he could go out there and tell you why. You know, he should keep having the title. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Arya. It's R.I.P. to Car Weathers. Apollo Creed. Action Jackson. All right. Did you want to do raw report or is it too late? <laughs> well, if we can zoom late, through it. Uh, right. Probably could because it wasn't the best in the world, but. <laughs> I mean, after our two hours, our two-hour wait, let's get to the wall. I know, fucking injured. <laughs>
Okay. Um, so this we had Rob. Where did it come from? It came from um, St. Louis, Missouri. Um, but we get Seth Rollins coming down to the ring, and I guess I guess he's he he does still have that thing on his knee, but he's just been just in his clothing. He's been hiding it. But um, um, he comes down and uh, he says, "Welcome to Monday Night Rollins," and the crowd's roaring and they're singing his song, and um, so he finally says, "You know, we want some answers." Without so let's not waste any time. Uh, Cody Rhodes, come on down. Much like um, the price is right. So out comes Cody Rhodes. He comes down to the ring and he asks Seth Rollins in St. Louis, what do you want to talk about? And right away, um, uh, Cody made a reference to last Friday. And as soon as he did that, a spontaneous Rocky sucks chant starts, and Rollins says, Rollins says, "Oh, I wasn't expecting that." <laughs> um, then um, a "We Want Cody" chant starts, and yes, you can see out in the crowd the "We Want Cody" signs that were passed out before the before the show started. Um, but um, he uh, Rollins says. Uh, I think he made a reference to made a reference to um what it felt it's like it was not ninety six or something like that when he was when the crowd was um, chanting um, uh, Rocky sucks um, anyway he so so he he looks at Cody and he says you know um, we need answers uh, um, last week he makes a reference to last week when he was. Uh, when he wanted Cody to pick him for the World Heavyweight Championship match, he says he's built the most prestigious championship in the entire industry. Um, so, uh, um, so then, um, so he, he basically wants Cody to wants Cody to make the match, um, and before Cody can um, can can basically answer him, Drew McIntyre comes out. And uh, gets in the ring, and um, he looks at Rollins, and he says, "You know, you're the only you're the only other person who hates CM Punk as much as I do." Um, um, and uh, I, I, you know how bad Punk is for this for the for this business, and um, so. He basically made he he he. I like actually I like McIntyre was doing, um, and he 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 takes off his jacket and he's got this shirt on. It's kind of a goofy looking shirt that ha like has him standing in front of uh, a tombstone. And on the tombstone, it, I think it said something like CM Punk's WrestleMania Dream. Um, I don't know if it's available on shop on or if it's available on uh, uh, WWE shop or not, but um, he basically McIntyre um, looks at Cody, and I think he was telling Cody like, um, like, 
why do you why do you want it why do you want to screw this all up um and he wants a, i think he he wants cody to you know go ahead with the with the match against roman reigns um he says you know um even he brings up the fact that he when he fought roman reigns that um the bloodline was interfering in his match and they do this all the time He's, and even in in um in this case like um so these three went at it um verbally it got a little um i thought mcintyre like this went on a little bit too long um and um i wanted it to end so i think mcintyre ended it by just uh giving uh rollins a headbutt and trying to attack him but cody um came to Mac came to rollins aid and um got got mcintyre out of there um but i thought it went on maybe just a little bit too long but um um mcintyre did make some pretty good points um so i thought well this is um this is sort of like uh, the bump in the road that um cody's cody's gonna face and what game will this gets revisited later on in the show by the way so um uh, so uh, it started out as okay but then it but like i said i thought uh, mcintyre should have done this maybe next week but anyway um so we get uh, becky lynch walking to the ring and um uh, or is she backstage oh she was backstage um and uh we get in a commercial break. Coming back, um, we get a what a fatal four-way qualifying match for the world tag team titles. We had the returning Creed brothers, Imperium, DIY, and the New Day facing off each other against each other. This was a, a fast-paced tag team match with a lot of a lot of ring action in the ring, out of the ring. Guys jumping off the top ropes, sp clear, smashing and clearing out people. We had double moves. Um, we had uh, a Brutus Ball from the, the Creed Brothers. Uh, what? The Brutus Ball. That's where um, Brutus Creed just uh, jumps in the top rope and falls on people. Um, um, but this was uh, this was pretty fast pace. It went through uh, at least one commercial break. And a couple of commercial breaks, and um, even though uh, Champa and Gargano lost their lost their uh, championship match, I guess um, I personally think they're they're probably going to get another one because they won this match. Um, they 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 won the match. Um, their finishing move. Um, the the meeting the meet in the middle move and um diy diy wins the match and uh, it looks like they're gonna go to smackdown and they're gonna take on pete uh, our, so i guess um pete dunn is back to being pete dunn again he's no longer um whatever that name was with butch, uh, butch with sheamus's sheamus's group and Pete Dunn's partner is Tyler Bate, who was from NXT. Um, 
I don't watch SmackDown, so I don't. I I I, I, know, I know the name, but I don't know really much about this guy. But um, the winner of this tag team match on SmackDown, I guess, is going to get a tag team title shot. We get a backstage segment of um, Shayna Baszler preparing for her match against Becky Lynch. Um, and uh, we get Becky Lynch uh, is uh, in the back as well. And um, so this is going to be an Elimination Chamber qualifying match. Um, and while they're, while they're having this match, the announcers bring up the fact that in the previous Elimination Chamber match, uh, Shayna Baszler destroyed everybody. And I remember watching this match and uh, seeing just how dominant Shayna was. But when it came to the match against Becky Lynch, Becky Lynch just beat her. And now they're in a qualifying match. The same two people that were in um, the championship match are now in a qualifying match. And Becky Lynch, um, this was kind of... Uh, in my opinion, I thought this was kind of sloppy. Um, I don't know. It, it just um, nothing seemed right in this match. So, um, but um, Becky Lynch, I think she got her her she she avoided the uh, Carafuna clutch and got her got her manhandle slam on um, on Shayna Baszler and pinned her. But I thought it wasn't any good. Um, um, but anyway, Becky Lynch uh, qualifies for the Elimination Chamber match. The announcers say that this is the first time that Becky Lynch will be in an Elimination Chamber match. So uh, we'll see. We'll see who the other competitors are later on. And uh, over the next segment, um, I was quite surprised and, and quite uh, uh, approving of this. But returning to Monday Night Raw. None other than everyone's favorite backstage interviewer and mine, Kathy Kelly, is back on Monday Night Raw. Don't know if this is a one-off or whether she's back full-time, but she's backstage interviewing Liv Morgan. Um, and it looks like there's going to be a um, another Elimination Chamber qualifying match with Liv Morgan taking on Zoe Stark next week. Um, Liv Morgan uh, basically is there to... to um, recite her catchphrase watch me and that's about the entirety of her prom of her interview but it was nice seeing kathy kelly back um so we get um, uh, um drew mcintyre is in adam pierce's office um, um we get we get some adam pierce uh particularly this uh, next segment so McIntyre and Pierce are having a chat in the ring, but behind them is one of the uh, television monitors. And it basically, you hear R R Rhea Ripley's uh, theme music playing in the arena and um, Rhea Ripley going down to the ring. And uh, Adam Pierce is a little bit upset by this. And so he basically interrupts the um, whatever he's saying to McIntyre to go down to the ring. But meanwhile, this is going on. Rhea Ripley gets into the ring and she's all pissed off. And the crowd is giving her a huge uh, baby face chant, by the way, while she's uh, going down to the ring. And um, she basically she basically wants uh, 
Nia Jax to come down to the ring, but um, Pierce comes out and um, <laughs> he basically says, uh, hey, we, now is not the time for this. And so um, he says, oh, well, I know you're upset, but um, and I know you want Nia Jax, but here's what I'm going to do. You could have Nia Jax, but against you, but it's for the for the championship. But you can have it at Elimination Chamber, and so that sort of um, gets good good shot, good crowd pop from from the crowd there. But before before uh, Pierce um, can do anything else, Nia Jax's music hits, and she just comes down to the ring, and she just blows past Adam Pierce. <laughs> She just blows past Adam Pierce, gets in the ring, and starts fighting with um, Rhea Ripley. So Pierce, um, he basically just look makes a motion to the back, and all these security guards come down to the ring. And I guess these guys, these guys, um, um, it's kind of like a bad movie, you know, has this cliched incompetent police force. Well, these are cliched incompetent security guards. So they just, they all, every single one of them goes to Rhea Ripley and Nia Jax is just standing there and she realizes, oh, I don't have any security guards. So she just barrels past all of them and starts uh, going after um, uh, Rhea Ripley. And she beats her up and gives her that annihilator move. And then only then do the uh, security guards actually get her out of the ring. But Rhea Ripley ends the segment with basically getting getting that annihilator um, bonsai drop again. So um, as I expected, I kind of thought that um, this bat this is going to be in Australia. So um, Rhea Ripley is going to be the huge baby face. She's going to defend the title against Nia Jax in Australia, and she's probably going to retain the title. I can't see. I mean, I really don't think they're going to take the. Um, they're gonna take the uh, the belt off of um, Rhea Ripley in Australia. Um, she's gonna take that belt into WrestleMania. So, um, <coughs> so we get another backstage segment. Um, um, it looks like the, uh, the, it was with the Kabuki Warriors, um, and it says. Uh, they're gonna. They're gonna. Later on, they're gonna face um, uh, the former champs in a return uh, return match later on in the show. Coming back from the uh, commercial break, we get a mixed tag team match, and I uh, I was surprised actually that WWE actually put Maxine Dupree in another wrestling match. Mixed tag team match, Akira Tozawa and Maxine taking on Ivar and Valhalla. And what I noticed about this match was at least uh, Maxine was there just to get the beat, the crap beaten out of her by Valhalla. And that's exactly what happened. Beat that ass! <laughs> so Tozawa, but Tozawa and Ivar got the majority of the match. And this was, this was impressive. Ivar was I think he was seated on the top turnbuckle. Tazawa is standing in front of him, and Ivar just grabs him, picks him up, and um, gives him one of those world's strongest slams right from the top turnbuckle. 
and uh, right, well, no, right from uh, Ivar was standing on the, the middle turnbuckle, and he just picks up Tazawa, picks him up, drops him to the mat, and and folds him up and pins him. Um, and at least, uh, well, Maxine, Maxine didn't screw anything up, and um, Valhalla looked strong as she was beating up, uh, beating her up. So we get a backstage segment with um, uh, the Judgment Day, and our truth comes in. And I guess you know, despite the fact that that he and the Miss got beat up last week, he's back in the he's back in the clubhouse with the Judgment Day. Um, so um, then we go to commercial, come back, and a woman named Jackie is also on the show. And she's uh, interviewing the Miz. Um, but uh, next up, we get um, uh, JD McDonough is uh, taking on the Miz. And this is, um, uh, you know, um, a time waster, I almost want to say, um, because uh, Dirty Dom is at ringside with JD McDonough. And um, uh, he, interfere he interferes in the match on behalf of McDonough. So that brings out our truth. Our truth comes down to the ring. And I think he was, he actually gets on the ring apron. He pulls out a whole, a huge wad of money and he gives it to JD McDonough. And McDonough is actually, um, I guess he's kind of happy that he's got a, a bunch of money, and I think he stuffed it. He tried to stuff it into his trunks, but Miz grabs him from behind, gives him the skull-crushing finale, and you get this nice visual of all this money flying all over the ring. And I was looking very hard to see if they were using real money or not, or whether it was fake. I couldn't tell. Um, but all the money goes flying. Miz wins the match, and... Um, I was waiting for, waiting for our truth to get in the ring and and to um, gather up all the money and, and well stuff it back down in McDonough's trunks. But I don't know what they did with all that money, whether he gave it to the Miz or not. Um, so we get another backstage segment with um, Adam Pierce, uh, Ludwig Kaiser, and Giovanni Vinci. So I guess we're gonna get a celebration of 600 days of Gunther. It's the Intercontinental Champion. So we get this um, we get this uh, segment in the ring. Gunther is um, he comes down to the ring and um, he's all he's all happy that um, he's getting this celebration, but he says um, um, <coughs> to the surprise of no one, oh, of course I can't do a I can't do a Gunther impersonation to the surprise that one um he's celebrating 600 days of champion and he appreciates um the ceremony from ludwig but um i don't want i don't i don't want it anymore because like what's the difference 600 days 700 days 800 days a thousand days um he wonders um uh he's the, he calls himself the greatest intercontinental champion uh, of all time and uh but they're running out of competition. There's no one worthy of challenging me for my championship. And Kiwi Music out comes Jey Uso. Jey Uso gets in the ring. 
and I guess he, he wants to be the next challenger. And Gunther, Gunther um, basically says, uh, good for you. After 15 years, you finally developed the guts to step out of the shadows of your family and achieve something for yourself. But um, before uh, Jay can, can do anything, uh, the henchmen and Gunther uh, jump him and quickly making the save or new day come down to the ring and they just make everybody get out of the ring not really a fight there um they just all, all the heels take a powder so it looks like gunter is going to be challenged by uh, jay uso um but i don't expect jay uso to take the belt um, um it, it's probably going to be a wrestlemania match um uh, it's good enough to be a WrestleMania match. It could be Australia, um, but um, I see Gunther retaining the title when he takes on Jey Uso. Um, we get another, for some reason or another, and I thought this feud was over. Um, Shinsuke Nakamura is still still wants to wrestle Cody, even though he lost <laughs> the last match, but. Um, it's announced that they're gonna have a they're gonna have a bull rope match in the main event of tonight's show. So next up, we get the return match: the women's tag team titles, the Kabuki Warriors, Oscar and Carrie Sane defending the title against Katana Chance and Caden Carter. And I guess this um, run for um, uh, the NXT, the former NXT team, is uh, coming to a close because the um, the heels retain their titles. Um, Asuka and Carrie, Asuka and Carrie Sane um, defeated them um, with um, the insane elbow and uh, easily beat uh, the challengers. Um, so next up, we get an interview segment um, with uh, a woman named Jackie interviewing Sami Zayn, um, and they did this. Uh, I think in the in the it was an empty arena interview, um, and uh, Sammy is all sad that you know he lost his match to Drew McIntyre. Uh, he didn't beat Roman Reigns, um, so uh, but you know he gives a good babyface promo um, that um, uh, he's gonna he's gonna I. I um, I kind of tuned out after this because, like, it seems like it seems like WWE has moved on from Sammy as well. Uh, yeah, uh, boy, not that long ago, he's the most popular guy in the company, and now he's uh, yeah, <laughs> and now he's he's looking for. I guess with with everything happening, you know, recently, he's he's kind of like. Um, the odd man out of the, the world title picture and and all that. So doesn't look good for him kind of going into 2024. Um, so they promote next week. Um, there's going to be a six person, ta six man tag team match. Uh, Jay Uso and the New Day taking on Imperium. We get uh, J.D. McDonough taking on R-Truth. So we start taking on Liv Morgan, elimination qualifying match. And then finally, the main event of the evening, a bull rope match. Cody Rhodes and Shinsuke Nakamura. Um, 
they may uh the, the uh announcers say that this is the same ball rope that uh they actually bring mention him dusty roads and dustin roads used in matches um so we get a ball rope match um and um surprisingly i mean like uh you know unlike previous ball rope matches um this this was a pretty tame ball rope match i've noticed that in wwe i mean they had one with randy orton and dusty roads um a pretty that that was a pretty tame ball rope match um i can't think of it i can't think of any other ones i can't you said uh, dustin used one i can't i can't remember <clears throat> It's a ball rope match. They had a really good one, Dustin and and Cody in AEW. Oh, in AEW, okay. And but but WWE one of the best matches in AEW. Yeah, and and um, but I remember the I remember the the seventies ball rope matches with Dusty and Superstar Graham and a lot of blood. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> So, this was not it, unfortunately. So basically, Dustin, Dustin, um, I'm I'm sorry now. Now you got me talking about Dustin Rhodes. Cody basically takes the bull rope, and um, <laughs> I think he just uh, basically took the bull rope and didn't he shove it between Shinsuke's legs and kind of like <laughs> make him a soprano? I think. Um, but 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 uh, basically, Cody uh, hits hits uh, uh, Shinsuke with um, his crossroads move a couple of times. The first time it was for uh, a near fall. The second time, um, he uh, pinned uh, he pinned uh, Shinsuke to win the match. So, oh, like Shinsuke was a good another good sort of um, uh, obstacle in the road for Cody, but like. So I think Cody's moving on because while Cody is celebrating, um, uh, Drew McIntyre comes back and basically uh, jumps him from behind and beats him up. Um, so the, the show ends with um, uh, Drew McIntyre um, attacking him. And um, I think he, he Claymore kicked him to as and. McIntyre is uh, standing tall over Cody as the show goes off the air. So it certainly seems like this is the end of the Cody Rhodes, Shinsuke Nakamura feud. And now Cody's going to go into one with uh, Drew McIntyre, another obstacle in the road on his way to WrestleMania. Um, considering what happened on Friday, I thought this was kind of like a lackluster Monday Night Raw. Um I thought I really thought they really should have they really should have done more than just the opening segment, but um, like I said, so Thursday um, tomorrow we're getting tomorrow is it tomorrow night at seven o'clock we're getting this press conference briefing, and um, I guess the the whole WrestleMania picture should become a little bit clearer about what's going on. Um, the Rock is supposed to be there, so. Um, Ah, uh, nothing like cap uh, trying to catapult off the or uh, you know off the Super Bowl. Yeah, so we'll see what we'll see yeah. what <clears throat> we uh, they should do a halftime show again. 
Yeah, yeah halftime heat. There we go. Yeah, that was halftime heat. Oh yeah, let's yeah, let's do rock versus Roman at the halftime. <laughs> halftime heat, yeah. Exactly. Exclusively on the exclusively on Peacock. Yeah. Um so we'll see we'll, we'll see if the picture becomes clearer tomorrow night. And secondly on SmackDown. I, I usually don't watch SmackDown. I did I did watch it this this past week just to see I what he said that's the best show in the world. <laughs> right? He he even thinks it's better than the view. But so if 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 Cody if I me mean, if Cody does win the title and you've got Cody Rhodes and um I don't know who Rollins is going to face um since Punk's injured, I don't know who Rollins is going to face at WrestleMania, but whoever comes out of it as champion if you are going to have Cody and Rollins as champions, one of those guys has to go to SmackDown. Um, I don't think they're going to. I don't think they're going to have both guys on the same on the same show. Um, I'd send Rollins to. I'd send Rollins to SmackDown and keep Cody on Raw. I'd send him um, to hell. So, um, but we'll see. Well, like I said. I, I'm, I'm probably gonna watch this thing just to see what, just to see to follow it. I might even tune into SmackDown on Friday to see, just to see where this is going. But do uh, it, yeah, do it. But I, I, but like I said, I would give uh, thumbs in the middle to a lackluster Monday Night Raw this week. Um, so yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's late and I gotta go to bed, but I All wanted right. to get the Raw report well, in. Good to see you, uh, Stephen. Thank you for doing it. Okay. See you next week. Yep. Let just drop something. Hold on a second. All right. So what's up next year? I popped the uh the shoe off one of my new day guys. Let it pop back on. All right. All right. Dobbs Dean Maya. Have you ever pooped in your cat litter to make your cat feel better about pooping in the cat litter? No. Uh -uh. Have you ever considered <laughs> pissing on the side of a tree like a dog while barking? I do pee in the woods quite often. <clears throat> Tonight on my walk, I actually, because uh, there are no public restrooms open during the winter here, so I did uh, go off into the side of the highway behind some trees. You rumble. I did not bark. But that was cold. It was cold. I got the chilly did willy. You, did you squeal like a pig? I did not. I, I try to be quiet <laughs> and keep my earbuds out so I don't see if I see anyone coming. Bruce Briscoe, do you think what do you think we will see Hulk Hogan's last match try to stop Roman Reigns from breaking his title record? That would be something. The real head of the table, Hulk Hogan. <laughs> do you think Lexar is upset about the view not being renewed? I think. He might try to pretend he's not, but you know he's heartbroken. 
Did Dave Deadman? I pooped in the litter box just to show the cat who's in charge. Damn. Who's in charge? Intimidating the cat. Uh, then you had to clean up your own poop, though, because the cat's not going to clean up. Wouldn't he always have to kind of clean up his own poop? Well, I normally just flush it, I think. Oh, there's still some cleaning involved. Ah, no. D Dave's very anti-butt uh, uh, wiping, he told me. No, we don't put up with that in Kevin. Yeah, there's no, yeah. Just a bidet. We love our butt just, Yeah, he just you know, drag your butt across the carpet. Pepe oh, Poteet, do you think Lexar is going to stain his <laughs> pants when the Wendy Williams documentary comes out? I think, uh, yeah, well, that's why he wears the plastic bags, to protect the pants. <clears throat> Jack does the war chant while peeing outdoors. Man, I haven't done a war chant in a while. I don't know if I can do it anymore. <clears throat> the last few years, the last, like, probably 10 years, yeah. I've been for me to do. <clears throat> hey! 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 Well, I'm pretty good, actually. Yeah, that's good. Um, what are your favorite memories of Bad Street USA Hunt Hunter PSAs? Ooh, fuck! A USA, A U S. Who's that? Australia. Man, so there was a fake Michael Hayes, Bad Street, Australia. <laughs> no shit. That's awesome. Hunter P.S. Hayes. Huh. <laughs> I'm, I got to get this guy on the show. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I really yeah. just, I thought he just misspelled it at, at first. Sometimes I, I try to read over the misspellings. Thanks for that. Let's see here. Boom. Look at that. Man, I would have just thought that was Michael Hayes. <laughs> right? Yeah. Now, this yeah. is actually the opposite of reality because the, the bourbon actually hurt the voice where it couldn't do the uh, the war chant. But maybe uh, years of not drinking the bourbon has uh, helped out. I can do it again. Uh... Oh, look at that. That's true. Good time waiting for Butler to leave before doing the war chant. Yeah, I don't want to get him all. He just start. He might go berserk. <laughs> no, I meant it like you. He'd hear that and he'd just start scalping us. Or no, 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 no. no. Pepe, and we all get ourselves from that comment. He gets the tomahawk out. Pepe Potit, what are your thoughts on Foley wanting to lose 100 pounds and dust his crown as king of the death matches? I have a different uh, perspective on this than some people. I'm all for it. I say uh, good for him, motivation to lose 100 pounds and to do a final match. Uh, so you'll get into better shape to do it. He obviously wants to do it. I think being around some of the wrestling the last couple of years, because I've seen him do some appearances, probably gave him the bug to, I would like to do this one last time. Actually, if you do a, a hardcore match, it, oh, now this is going to be weird saying about Foley. It could, it's actually going to be easier on his body, as long as he doesn't do 
like his big elbow off the off the apron and stuff like that. Just like you know, bleeding and stuff is uh, not going to be as hard for his uh, joints. Um, that's why guys like Abdullah and and the Sheik, the original Sheik, wrestled way late into their lives because they really actually didn't take bumps. But um, I, I I I'm for I'm for someone you. You know, if, if he if he thinks about doing it later on, it'll be too late. Why not? I say if he wants to do it, do it while he can. Use the motivation to lose a, a lot of weight, get into shape. Uh, good for him. When will we see a Pepe Potit in your head fingers and butts t-shirt? Interesting. Will someone out there make me a fingers and butts design? And uh, we will make the t-shirt. I'm not going to mash caca in my ass with paper like some kind of animal. That's true. Have you ever eaten that caca? Have you ever? Yeah, animals. Dave Deadman, have you ever had that that coffee that's from the bean out of the animal's butthole? So they eat the bean, they shit it out, then... For some reason, people went and decided to pick it up and pick the beans out and make coffee out of it. Monkeys, right? Is it monkeys or cats? So, some kind of, you know, it's, like a, it's like some kind of weasel, I think. I could have sworn uh, it was either monkeys or cats. It's some kind of weasel. I forget the name of it. They're oh. some type of ferret or something. I have some. Jason Minton sent me some a few years ago, and I uh, I'll try just about anything, but I I, I don't want to digest something that came out of an animal's rectum. Call me crazy, but I don't see how this would make it taste better. And it does have a it has a musky smell. It has an unpleasant smell to it. So I'm not drinking. I I was gonna drink it if people would would uh, super chat me three hundred dollars, but no one took me up on it. So. Right in that conversation, look, puppy shit is all we know. Yeah, exactly. If someone super chats or Venmo's me three hundred dollars before the night's over, uh, I will I'll, I'll bring I'll bring it down and make it and drink it here. <laughs> Uh, Lexar, now that CM Punk is injured, what you say? did someone say something? Sorry, um, oh, by the way, my birthday is in 11 days. So, if anyone wants to uh send Jackie Jones anything to open here live on the show, send it to Neil Jones, PO Box 415, Sandwich Mass 02563, and just drop me a note that you sent it to me. So I'll save it and open it here on the show. Now that CM Punk or a card doesn't have to be a big gift. Now that CM Punk is injured, this is Lexar. Is it? It is rumored to be Seth Rollins versus Cody Rhodes. I mean, we've already gone all over this. John Laurinaitis now said that he is the victim of Vince McMahon. Yeah, we went over this. It's a good question, Lexar, but we went over it quite a bit. Matt Riddle says that he wants to go back to WWE. Are you intrigued? Nope, not in the least. <clears throat> Hope he stays away. Yeah, I've never. I, he is out. I can't deny he's a good wrestler in the ring, but 
I cannot stand him as a uh, personality. Uh, thoughts on the AEW ranking system since it was brought back? Yeah, I have no problem with it. I don't have people. I don't really understand the big issue with it. Um, wrestling at the heart is is like a fake sport. So if they're wrestling, the idea is to become you know get on the top contenders list to get a title shot. So I've never really understood why this is a bad thing. Um, and it takes it's like a very People always want wins and losses to be more important. And so if you have a ranking system, then aren't the wins and losses more important? I don't, uh, I've, I have no problem with it. I used to like it. WCW used to do it every week. They used to show the top 10. I always liked it. I used to like the top list and the, I still like the PWI 500, but even the old pro wrestling illustrated, uh, when I was a kid, I'd go back and look at the, uh, you know, who was the top 10. In the different promotions, and they'd have like the top ten. I don't think know if they said heel and baby face, or they said good guy villain, or most hated, or something. But I used to like that stuff. I don't mind it. Alexar uh, John Moxie said that WWE wrestlers are lazy. Thoughts? Um, I'm a big fan of Moxley, but um, the talent's not lazy in WWE. There, there was a time they definitely were, but that was a Honestly, since the Attitude Era, that's even probably a little bit before that. I don't think you can really say that anymore. Not for not for decades, honestly. <laughs> I'm thinking like way back when you had like Brutus Beefcake and like old like you watch those house shows from like the 70s and 80s, like Mr. Fuji matches and stuff. Like, but. I mean, that's a long time ago. So, no, I would say no. Lexar, when you had your cable cut off, what did you do to be entertained? Well, I've never had my cable cut off besides, like, losing electricity. Um, the one time I lost electricity a couple years ago, we lost it for, like, a week. I uh, I rented a room up in Boston and uh, got out of town. Um <laughs> Uh, are you more old school than new school? Um, that really depends. I'm not a guy that I'll watch a movie I've seen before once in a while, but I'm somebody who likes to always watch. Like I like to watch new wrestling. I don't really like to watch stuff I've seen before, like wrestling wise. I always go and see new movies. Um, Depends what you're talking about. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I drink black coffee. That's probably old school. It really would depend what you're talking about. Uh, Lexar, I don't manscape. So that's old school. I've never shaved my balls or my uh, my chest hair, or my arms, or legs, or anything. Uh, that's probably new school. I never knew guys really shaved like they're, unless you were like an athlete or something. Uh, but it seems like everyone must do it because you see ads on yeah. everything. Like every podcast you or anything you watch on YouTube, it's well, always yeah, ads. To, yeah, shaving your ball sack. Like get the manscape. You got to shave your balls. I said, man. Then I think, was there a demand for this, or did 
them making the product make everyone decide, oh, shit, I need to start shaving my balls. Which came first, the manscape or the manscaping? I'm thinking there wasn't a demand. People weren't all, all the man, I got to trim my pubes. And then someone's like, I'm going to make the manscape. And I'm going to just keep putting it out there that people need to shave their pubes. And then they made their own market. That's yeah. my theory. Um, the AEW video game Fight Forever has their price reduced from $59.99 to $29.99. Are you treat? To be honest, if they would have done that right away, I probably would have bought it. But after all the really negative reviews, I've really lost any interest to get it, which is too bad because I was going to buy it. But um, so, no, no. I've really heard. Besides Incher, I don't think I know anyone who really likes it. Would we ever see a new TNA video game? Um, I can never say never, but I'd say probably no. Maybe um, if they would have kept... I don't know. I, I would say no. I think they cost too much to make and they don't have a big enough like market. What items would you incorporate? By the way, I'm a big T AEW fan, as everyone knows, but boy, their um, their new uh, mobile game is horrible. I'd played it for a few minutes and then uninstalled it. What items would you? This is Daniel Chad Whitehead. What items would you incorporate into a concession stand street fight? So the heady verse concession street concession stand street fight. Uh, maybe popcorn, nachos, bottle of mustard, cotton candies. I think nachos. You could you could like cut somebody with a nacho, probably. Yeah, then you yeah salsa. Um, when I went to see AEW in Worcester, there was a cons they had great concessions there. That was at the DCU Center. And one place was like, um, it was a tying place, and they just sold big meatballs. Like, literally just a big-ass meatball. Not a sandwich, just a big fucking meatball. Just a meatball. And I was like, that, I was intrigued. I, to answer, I was actually intrigued. I was like, god damn. And there was a big-ass line, and we went to our seats like, I got to go back. I'm going to get a, one of, a, just a big fucking meatball. And they were completely sold out. And I thought about it. That was a couple years ago. I was like, how good must that meatball be? It just friggin' sold out of meatballs. And what a weird thing to buy when you're at a sporting event. Just like a big meatball. <laughs> like you, you can't, it was like, you know, it's sauce. So they just give you like a big cup. You can't walk around with like you holding a meatball in your hand. So you like eat it out of the thing. Um, no spaghetti, no, 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 no bread, no garlic bread, no several, just a meatball. Hmm. Damn, now well, you got balls, that's all you need. Exactly. I have a video of me, uh, <laughs> me eating balls in Boston. Uh, Annabelle and I were at, uh, maybe I can find it. Um, I can be really embarrassing in public. Yeah. 
I gotta go, Jack. It's past midnight <laughs> here. Right. I was gonna try not to do a late show, but well, here we go. I'll stick around for this video then. I'm gonna play this video. I know uh, Jason for sure is waiting to see meats and balls. Everyone's on the edge of their seat. I gotta go. See you All later. Right. See you later. <laughs> Damn, hot butter to the face. Damn, Jackson's getting cruel. He's just like throwing melt, like scolding hot boiling butter into someone's face in a wrestling match <laughs> and like permanently disfigured. That's a good gimmick, yeah. though. You permanently disfigure a guy, then they start wearing a mask. I like it. You're like the Phantom of the Ring. Yeah. Um, did you get what? Lexar, do you get frustrated with things? <laughs> <laughs> what the I fuck? Mean, Come on. Are you a human being? Do you have human being emotions? Emotions and feelings. <laughs> um, yes, yes. Would Jack and Intra host the Heady Awards inside the new WWE experience? Yes. Yes, I what was What was the last thing you broke? The heart yeah. of the Heady Bird. Lexar, have you ever done something so drastic? And what was it? <laughs> I don't even understand the question. <laughs> Should it be like so drastic that blah blah blah? Not just something so drastic. I don't know, like so. Stephen Butler, do you think the main event matches at WrestleMania? Ah, uh, we went with this. The good question, but a lot of this stuff we've gone over. Nikhil, according to Fightful Select, Dijak deals up in June 2024. Will Dijak resign? That's the question that's been on the tip of everyone's tongue. All wrestling fans all <laughs> week have been talking. Will Dijak resign? <laughs> Fuck, Vince McMahon's actually abusing people. Will Dijak keep <laughs> He's been there for what ten years and done shit all. <laughs> He's never been. He made it to the roster as what was it, Flapjack yeah, like Mace or something? Or... <laughs> That's about it. Tony Schiavone loves working collision shows. Uh, thinks sometimes collision is better than dynamite. Um, I used to think it was the best show. I'm um, in the early days. I, I I'll be honest. I haven't kept up with it. And it's not because I don't like it. There's like so much wrestling 
And after Punk left, the show definitely felt different. Not just because Punk's not on there, but it's a completely different show. It felt more like the the B show or the C show. Mm-hmm. It's a missable show. There's good stuff on there, but it seemed like a missable show. T-Bar. Jackson, who's not watched wrestling for 47 years, but he knows all about T-Bar. And with Collision, it's just like, that's such a terrible time. It's 8 o'clock on a Saturday night. Yeah, Who's... that... Yeah, I I <sighs> said that when they first, like... Um, and so I DVR it. Um, I have it on a fucking Thursday. Yeah, but I don't... I DVR it, but... I don't... I, I don't know. I just don't even think about watching it, honestly. Usually, like... Oh. Wrestling, I, I... Wrestling, I like to watch live. If there's something about watching it live, it's just a better experience. And so if I'm usually not home, and I'm not Mr. Cool Guy. I'm just usually not home. Um, Moose felt like he would be on the bench in WWE or AEW. How he has a great relationship with everyone in TNA. Moose would then explain how Tony Khan and Triple H felt too much like a boss where TNA felt like a family. Well, this is a little bit of revisionist history because Moose was going to go to WWE probably at one point, but he got in trouble for um, domestic assault is why they were not interested in him. And I like Moose, but this is a little bit of revisionist history. Uh, the acclaim, the acclaim claim they have unfinished business with the Young Bucks and FTR. Thoughts? I'm a big acclaim fan. So, yep. Uh, on this day, 47. Weird. I just said 47 years ago for Jackson, and then on this day, 47 years ago, Jonathan Jackson, uh, one of the greatest albums ever recorded was released. Fleetwood Mac Rumors. Are you? <clears throat> well, 48 years ago, coming up, I was born in 11 days. Um, On this day in WWE 20 years ago on SmackDown, your new tag team champions, Rikishi and Scotty Tuhati, defeated the Basham brothers for the title. What are your memories? I mean, I was a fan of Rikishi and Scotty Tuhati. I like the gimmick. Do you think uh you think anyone was ever forced to take the stink face like in the in the back in the locker room or in the office? I hope like, not. As a favorite events. Yeah. <laughs> I like Rikishi, so I hope not. Do you think Moose feels silly about saying that now that Scott Demore is gone? Now, I think he actually said it since then. Too. I think he put up, he tweeted that like if uh, demore is gone, he's gone. <clears throat> ha ha ha! Shame on Cody. Screw him! That wasn't even a question. That's just a comment. On this day in wrestling history, the Radicals made their WWE debut in a shock defection from WCW 24. God damn! 24 years ago? Jesus Christ. Holy fuck. I, that that fuck makes I? me feel older than any of this stuff on here. Damn. 
Any memory? This is one. Yeah, I have huge memories of this. That was huge. All those guys leaving the company. And then I remember like them like doing a job right away to WWE guys. People like have this memory that they came in and like right away were used really well, but they weren't. You know, it wasn't till uh Eddie, you know, uh got the um Latino heat gimmick that he was that he really took off. Oh. And uh Malenko was used kind of an idiot, like he was wrestling uh Lita. And uh Saturn was not really d- did anything until he got the when he got Moppy, and so he's kind of a comedy guy. And uh Benoit Benoit was end up used well. Yeah. On this day in wrestling history, but um it definitely hurt WCW. Even if those guys weren't necessarily top guys, I think the it's bad for morale, those guys leaving. It was also you know, just it's a bad visual. It's like the young guys that never got their due, like left and went to WWE. Um, Friday night on SmackDown, DIY versus Pete Dunn and Tyler Bate. The winner faces judgment for the tag titles at Elimination Chamber. Who will win? Um, uh, Pete Dunn, Tyler Bate. Report Triple H knew about the Rock signing match with Roman Reigns. Bless you. When he booked Cody to win the Rumble. Yeah. I I believe all this is all. Some of this stuff people forget. I mean, it was months ago. What was it? A month ago, The Rock was on Raw. It was before the Rumble saying he called out Roman Reigns. I thought, oh, well, this is obvious. I said it on the show for weeks. Like, that's obvious. That's. That's the match, and for years it was going to be the match. So I, I thought all this, all that was pretty obvious. Did I think they would do some kind of three way or something? No, but um, yeah, I think it was obvious they wouldn't do that match. And I think now they're working to Cody will be involved in some way. If it's a three way or what, we'll find out. But it's nice that um. It's nice for you not to know the whole story, so you keep watching it, see what happens. Mm-hmm. Today in TNA history, February 2011, Fortune turned on Immortal. Any memory of this? No. <laughs> no memory of this. For who was Fortune? I think that was Flair and like Bobby Roode and. Okay. You know, was that AJ, AJ Styles? Him? All right. And Immortal, was that a Ho- That must have been a Hogan group. Yeah, that was. <laughs> Hogan was like, yeah, Hogan, Jeff Hardy. I think this is this is around the time I I I think I might still be watching it, but it was on around the time I stopped watching TNA. You know, looking back, them bringing Hogan and stuff really did lead to almost a, irreparable harm. <laughs> yeah. Because it it was no longer like whatever any if you want if you like TNA at all before that like all like the TNA guys were just like became like trash and the whole company just was all older guys and 
Uh, the bounty yeah. hunter Brian Immortal. Keith. Yeah, it was, it was nice. Can we listen to the uh, immortal list. The immortal members. All right, who are they? We got Eric Bischoff and Hulk Hogan, <laughs> Abyss, right. okay. Jeff Hardy, Jeff Jarrett, Gunner. Oh wow, Gunner! Holy Ray, Chris Harris, and Rob Cherry. Oh man, that's a hell. Remember of a Rob Cherry? Yeah. He's big. He's the big guy, right, from England? Yeah. Was he Team Canada? No, they had one of was all muscle. Yeah, he was like A1. A1, right? Yeah. Very similar guys, I think. The bounty hunter Brian Keith is officially all elite after losing an exciting opening bat to Eddie Kingston. Look. I think this guy's talented. Um, I don't really get the gimmick. He's a bounty hunter, but he's like five two, and he's not. He's never on. He's never like hired as a to go get bounties or anything. And I'm sorry, people yell get mad at me on these groups, but he's never won one single match on TV. And then you're supposed to get excited. They signed him. It's like they've already presented him as a as a jobber like great they signed this guy it's never won a match it's like okay wow it's really thrilling people get mad at me saying they've used him great but they haven't he's not won anything should he be on there yeah. beating like your world champion oh but he should have won a match it's like now what now you're supposed to be excited. Wrestling is more than just like cool moves. Yeah. Is it is noted that in the third week update for a TNA hard to kill event, the TNA buys are up to twelve thousand. Meltzer explains that this is a fantastic number as they would bring the total number of PLE buys up to around twenty-eight thousand. Yeah, it's great. And then uh, they fired the guy who's been bringing up uh, everything, bringing up interest, uh, live not live crowd, pay-per-view buys. They're like, huh, I know what we should do. Fire this guy. The fire <laughs> this seems like a good idea. No wonder TNA always like just fizzles out. Run by idiots. Thrown by idiots. <laughs> Uh, <clears throat> for me, I was at a place where I knew I needed to be. I needed to be an AEW. When I got the phone call to go back to WWE, I didn't even answer it. It was nope. Swerve Strickland. Cool. Uh, Swerve's awesome. Uh, I've saying it for a while, and I think it's clear he's the crowd wants him to be the guy. And after tonight, they basically did like the, the double turn. He's the clear baby face. Hangman's clear heel. You go with him. He, he can be he can be your new Tupka. Mm-hmm. Um, we lost Carl Weathers. Rest in peace. My favorite films were Predator and Happy Gilmore. I mean, he got that's a thing. Friggin' he's he doesn't like Rocky film. How can you how can you even say rest in peace, Carl Weathers and hate Rocky movies? 
CM Punk says the the current WWE locker room is everything the business is supposed to be. Well, I mean, how much? I I'm a Punk fan, but how much can you believe the dude? We'll He's see. It at the end of his rope, we can't. Yeah, we'll see in a few months. Have you seen the horror movie Thirty Days of Night? Yeah, yeah, it's a good movie. Uh, it's based on a graphic novel, which is very good. Great ending. Uh, the current plan, and it's a nice uh, idea. Although they did do the same idea in a Tales from the Crypt comic. Uh, the current plan is for Andrade to be a babyface on the Monday Night Raw brand. Um, I've said for a long time, the guy's talent stuff, but I, I just think he, I don't really see much in him though. Like he doesn't connect to the crowd. He's always pissed that he's not being used well. So I predict nothing. I predict he does nothing. Uh, there were already some in the company openly talking about the idea of Cody winning the world championship and challenging the winner of Roman versus Rock for SummerSlam and a unification. Um, I don't think that's what will happen because if you do that, you're gonna risk the Reigns, Rome, the Reigns Rock match getting booed, and I don't think they want that. I mean, you're going to have this great story that Cody Rhodes is writing end at SummerSlam. Yeah, you have to... Look, I know SummerSlam... SummerSlam's bigger than, like, uh, No Way right. Out or something, but, like, it's still... WrestleMania, what everyone thinks, that's still... The, that's the main... If you want to have your new guy, the new champion... That's beats the, the champions had the belt for ye literally years. You want to do it at WrestleMania. Yeah. <laughs> 2024 marks 10 years since Kevin Owens signed with WWE. Wow. Oh. It always seems like he's about ready to go somewhere. <laughs> but never really like, I mean, he's, I can't say he's like a job guy or anything, but it always seems like he's on the cusp of like the next level. But, Basically, yeah. always right there around like a near top guy. On this day in 2000, WWE Raw, the Radicals, X Pac, and Triple H defeated Cactus Jack, The Rock, Too Cool, and Rikishi. I do remember that match. It was really good. Um, Raw triples Nitro in the ratings that night 6.5 to 2.7. It's one of the largest margins ever of victory. I do. Any memories? Yeah, I remember that match. I will say usually on like the raw, you know, four or five way matches were fun because all the guys would come and do all their big spots and get like a big, you know, big pop. It was, it was fun. On this day in 2008, WWE severs ties with Louisville-based Ohio Valley Wrestling effective immediately. The move was done to consolidate WWE's developmental talent into one central location, which would be Florida Championship Wrestling. Yeah, um, I mean, a lot of top guys came out of OVW, but you can't deny a lot of top people have come out of uh, not necessarily Florida Championship Wrestling, but uh, NXT. Will TNA regret sacking Scott Demore? I think so. 
especially if like I don't I think it's a bad move. I think it's bad morale for the people. It's it's uh it leaves a bad taste in the fans' mouth who actually have liked the company for the first time in a long time. Um definitely bigger than Fastlane. It's true. Uh, let's see. Tyler just posts like a picture of, uh, Steve Austin. Oh, it's like a Steve Austin has a, Steve Austin has a, an album. Oh, but it's not Steve Austin. It's songs by other people by Waylon Jennings and stuff. Weird. I, I don't know. <clears throat> Steve Austin stole. Stone Cold Country. He bought it at like a flea market or something for a buck. That's pretty cool. I'd buy that. I'd buy that for a dollar. Would Joe put Swerve over for the belt? I mean, I would, would, yeah, I would, I, yeah, of course. Absolutely. Um, I like Joe. It's a good guy for Swerve to be, beat, but I don't think you're going to really take off with Joe as your champ. Nothing against him. But you need, especially AEW right now, I think they need like the the young, hot baby face that the crowd really wants. That's, the guy, that's who I would go with. Um, you need the hero. And if he doesn't do it right now, you definitely... Uh, keep those two don't it shouldn't be a one and done where like if joe wins and that's the end of it um you could if swerve doesn't beat him this time you got to keep him hunting for the title swerve needs to be your top hero so i wouldn't i'm not winning the three-way but then you keep swerve in the mix and then he wins it you know at one of the other pay-per-views does AEW have really any top baby faces other than like Hangman Page and Adam Copeland? No, because they well, you know, Page is now a heel, and uh, MJF yeah. is, go, is hurt, and he was their it's top hurt. guy. So uh, that's why I've been saying it was a huge mistake for a while because it looked like they were trying to fight the fans and keep uh, Swerve uh, heel, and it was really the guy the fans want to love, and they'll always love Moxley, but he's. Um, I don't know what where, where he is. You know, I don't know if he's, he's necessarily a face or heel. Running around with Blackpool Combat, wherever the hell they are. Anyway. Tony Overstar, would you rather be talk in Australian accent or Scottish accent for the rest of your interest? Probably Australian, I think. I think the ladies like an Australian accent. That's not a knife. This is a knife. I'm kind of stuffed up at the moment, so I can't normally even do one anyway, an Australian accent, but I definitely can't do one now. Uh, <laughs> Susie, one of the In Your Head originals, I used to talk to her a lot, and I remember because there's like a feud between New Zealand and Australians, and I was like, what's this all about? And she's like, well, New Zealand say fish and chips, and we say fish and chips. And I was like, Okay. <laughs> Mike Bessler, 
What are your favorite pre-Honky Tonk Man memories of Wayne Ferris? Well, I have to be honest, Mike, I'm not as old as Mike Bessler, um, so I have no pre-Honky Tonk Man memories. The first time I ever saw the Honky Tonk Man, he already was the Honky Tonk Man. Yeah, I know, but Mike, you know, he was going to uh, Memphis back in like 79, you know, back when he was in his early 20s, so. I saw him in Shandy. When he was like, sometimes they call him Wayne Barris. Yeah? Were you a big fan? He was good to be real. He had some good lines, though, man. He did the guitar thing before, um, you know. Yeah, and he was doing the, uh, he had the suit. And, and um, Do you prefer oranges or tangerines? Is an interesting question. I prefer a tangerine to a, like a navel orange, but my favorite citrus would be the sumo orange. But they're only in a season, a short time of the year, which happens to be right now. So go get your. They're a little expensive, but go get yourself a sumo orange. They look kind of ugly, but they're the best. Super sweet and very, very juicy. Each one weighs like a pound. They're big. Um, is there, Brian Matthew Clutter, is there still a WCW World War III shirt available? There is. I have a uh, World War III WCW ring crew shirt. Super chat me right now. I believe it's it's either XL or 2X, I think. Um, super chat me $100, and you can have it. Postpaid or Venmo Hediverse. Um, did Inter actually get fired from in your head? And details about it will surface in a pending investigation. Damn. I'll just say this. Over the years, anytime I've made fun of Intra here on the show, it was because Sal McGee made me do it. I am the real victim. <laughs> is the dark, seedy underbelly of wrestling finally getting exposed? And is Vic Schiavone next? Damn. Did Al even exist? Or is he part of the Mandela effect? Mm, that could be. He tried to get get on last week, but he said yeah, some I don't I think words it was a fake owl because they were sending like some really, uh, really nasty messages in the private message. And I don't <laughs> think my boy Al would do that. Seemed like a pretty nice fellow. Maybe it was Al Oob. Could be. I think it might have been Tazo, but I don't know. <laughs> Uh, 
All righty. Well, that is all the questions. Jackson also sent a, a video. The Rock, do you smell a little what The Rock is cooking? Is the interest still mad at In Your Head fan fiction? Probably. Probably. Still pissed. I think we should bring it back, but. What do I know? All right. We'll be back next week. Same heady. No, not same heady time. We'll be back Tuesday. We will be having uh, Chubby Dudley on soon, too. And I got to set that up. Maybe next week. We'll see. Well, the headies, not next week, but sometime in February. Um, We're in uh, award season right now. So, but you have time. Go and fill out the ballot, Mr. Jackson. I <clears throat> made an actual ballot. You can just click on it. If you don't have an answer for everything, that is fine. That is fine and dandy. We will not say, you son of a bitch, make every answer every single, single thing. There's also a second page. So after you felt the first, hit next. The second page is all in your head, like uh, fan-related stuff. So fill those both out or one or the other, as many or as, as few as you want. And uh, the more people who put them out, the less people can bitch. So you can't be, hey, you guys are AEW marks. Well, go and vote on the amount. And uh, the more people vote, the more uh, honest it will be of the overall Hediverse view. Now, some people also sent me the ballot. That's fine. I will, I will take those into consideration as well. But it'll be a good time. All right. So uh, let's get out of here, folks. I had a good time. I've got a little bit of a cold. I'm going to get out of here. We're going to take our time machine. Time machine. If, uh, if Ivar had the time machine, he would have won the Rumble, and we wouldn't be talking about Rock and Cody. We'd be talking about Ibar. Do you think that would have been a record-setting uh, WrestleMania if it was Roman Reigns versus Ivar? I, I would have won the Royal Rumble contest. I would have been. Yeah, that would have been pretty sweet. <laughs> uh, Ivar breaks the Roman streak. Exactly. That would have been. That would have been. That would have been sweet. Good night, Dave Deadman. Hashtag we want Ivar. If you're a horror movie fan without your head, will be live tomorrow. What? Exactly. And if you're a horror fan, I'll be back tomorrow without your head. Talking about horror stuff that's in just like without your head on YouTube or without your head.com. All right, let me find. Oh, here it is. All right, we'll get out of here. Bye. Bye. Andre the Giant. Andre was big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was not small. No, no, no. Andre could drink and he could fight. Drink, drink, drink. And a fight, fight, fight. Andre was big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was not small. No, no, no. 
Andre could drink and he could fight. Drink, 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 and a fight, fight, fight. Andre the giant. Andre was big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was not small. No, no, no. Andre was great. He was not bad. A great big heart and a great big man. Andre was big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was not small. No, no, no. Andre could drink and he could fight. Drink, drink, drink. And fight, fight, fight. Andre the Giant. From Grenoble, France.